podcastjuice.net Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Michael Dean Show here on Podcast Juice. My name is Michael Dean, and we got a full house today. Joining me for up first is Mr. Q Storm. Sir, how are you? I'm doing good. Uh, everybody should check out the new Q World Order and tell me what you think. Get at me. Come on, bring it on. All righty. Also joining us is Mr. Big Sexy and Saxer. How are you doing? I'm well. I keep hearing about this storm that's supposed to be coming this way. I ain't seen shit. I've seen some rain, but all this storm and flooding, uh, I've yet to see it. All right. Also joining us, Mr. Sean Hill. I'm doing good. Uh, I'm, I'm in the same area, Big Sexy. I'm waiting for the storm of the century myself, but so far, nada. All right. I just want to say, all, all y'all soft West Coast Negroes, there's a blizzard where I'm where I am today, so y'all can keep y'all whining. Y'all can miss me with that. Give a Negro a gun and he swear he hard. All right. Gun and a Prius. Man, you never yeah, see what? this. Never see this what? happen on uh, Don, Don Lemon's show. He, he let the introduction go first. <laughs> <laughs> no, Don Lemon, Don Lemon just uh, get drunk and make a fool out of himself. Uh, true. True enough. Uh, last but not least, certainly we have Mr. Ant Poo, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I saw some good wrestling, and I'm hyped for the new year. All right. Let's get into some stories. There's a lot to talk about. First thing we're going to talk about, though, is uh, the queen, the princess herself, uh, the dearly departed Carrie Fisher. Of course, uh, we all know that Carrie Fisher and her mother, Debbie Reynolds, passed away uh, just shortly a while ago. And uh, they just had their ceremony, had a joint ceremony this past week. But the interesting thing is that Carrie Fisher was cremated and her ashes were placed in her mother's casket. But other... The other part of her ashes, there's almost only some that were going in the casket. The other part were put in an urn that is the shape of an enormous Prozac capsule. <laughs> uh, apparently, this is the decision that her parents, or not her parents, but her family made because uh, Carrie actually had some huge Prozac peel uh, in her possession at the time. It was like some sort of dark joke or something. So they felt like, you know what, she always kept that with her. Why don't we put her in an actual Prozac pill, a super large version? I just thought that was very interesting. Now, I, I know that she has a very sort of uh, dark sense of humor. And I've been, I don't think I've read, read any of her works or for Q listened to uh, any of her works. But I assume this makes, makes, makes sense to people who really knew about Carrie Fisher. But I'm curious, what did you guys think about this? It sounds kind of odd, doesn't it? Not to her. Say it again, Big Sexy? No, not for her, because she had a, you know, real different sense of humor. So, based on what I'm reading up a lot lately, I could see this making perfect sense for her. All right. You know, it just, I don't know, the whole, like, ashes thing, uh, of course, you know, the uh, with Prince, you know, they have his ashes in a miniature uh, Paisley Park there when you walk into the tour. I... I, I and actually, as I think about it, my dad was cremated. And I want to say my grandparents have his ashes at their house. Some That's uh, funny. It was not funny. But now that I think about it, I'm curious to where that is at because I was just over there and I never I don't think I've ever seen, that, seen it. Uh, but anyway, uh, any other thoughts on this before we move on to the next one? I, I just think she had a great sense of humor. I, 
I wouldn't have taken it that far. <laughs> but uh, hey, respect. She 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 went out on top, if you will. She went out laughing, I guess. So I I, I respect that. All right. If if there was going to be uh, some ashes for yourselves, where, where would you want them to be put? Now, that's not very. That, that's a dark question. <laughs> I haven't the slightest idea. <laughs> put yours in a gun. Yeah, me neither. Why are you? Come on now, seriously. <laughs> Y'all need to stop that. <laughs> I, I probably the the, uh, the football field of my alma mater high school, LA High, off the top of my head. Okay, that's one of the funnest times of my life. Gotcha, gotcha. Man, I don't know. It's a. What would I? What would I associate? I mean, put it on a microphone or. Uh, Oh, you know, I do like my man, like they did Tupac. Some of them, they smoked his ash. Wow. I would Ugh. say uh, sprinkle mine and some grits. I just thought of where I would want my ashes to be put, but I don't I don't know how if anyone can really get to Halle Berry's panties, though. Oh, Wow. Creeper. Well, we'll never have her on this show. Jesus Christ. I ain't a guy I've ever heard nothing like, yeah, put me in her panties. Huh? <laughs> yeah, that's that's deep, Q. Deeply, yes. deeply disturbed. I, I hope it's deep. Uh, your wife would love that. Yeah, I'm sure she <laughs> yeah. Hopefully glad she glad she does not listen to this. Oh, you want to be in her <laughs> panties, but you want me in mine, huh? Mm. Mm-hmm. Priorities. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, <laughs> I had to laugh. It just, it just really caught me what you said, Q. That's crazy. <laughs> Keep up. Keep yeah, up. Yeah, I'm trying, man. I'm trying. To yeah, stay. you know we ain't gonna let you live this down, right? <laughs> All right. Tony M. Holly Berry. Well, at least he didn't say Tony M's draws. I would've been. <laughs> oh, wait. That would have been a problem. <laughs> I mean, it's not a problem, that's what you, but you know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, because I, I didn't have this, but now, uh, man, uh, one thing we always got to remember, there's a, there's a few things that you can't say in the media or in public. One, if you're white, of course, you can't say the N-word, right? That could be a career suicide or definitely give you some problems. And you also, you can't be coming out here talking crazy about gays, no, you cannot. Because as you've seen, uh, Kim Burrell. Oh, yes. Gospel singer, pastor. She is catching hell. Literally. Uh, for her comments, it was a, a sermon, I guess, she had. where She was kind of going in on uh, download brothers in the church, apparently. Um, and, of course, somebody was filming that. She went viral. And now, you know, she's getting, she getting blackballed. Uh, I think she has a song with Pharrell that's on the Hidden Figures soundtrack, mm-hmm. a new movie. Uh, I know some of the, I know Janelle Monet at least came out and spoke against Kim Burrell's thing. Uh, I think Pharrell, he was on Ellen, and you know he was, <laughs> I ain't gonna associate me with that nigga. You know he was doing that whole hey, <laughs> hey, I'm cool. <laughs> you know he's kind of playing that card, which I I understand. You gotta do what you gotta do. Uh, and then she was going to be on Ellen. It's a business. Yes. Yeah, hey, you know, I'm not with that train. Can Sometimes we? White... Go ahead. I'm... 
I was like, sometimes white folks find themselves in a Mike Myers, Kanye West moment. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, did any of you guys hear what she was saying or what are your thoughts on this whole thing? Wait, no, here's the other funny moment is uh, Frank Ocean's mother. Oh, yes. <laughs> Says she wanted her off his song. I saw that. I was like, <laughs> his mother. Right, right. Yes. <laughs> uh, is that right? Okay. <laughs> My people. Uh, but anybody, <laughs> any thoughts on this whole thing? Uh, it was interesting because when, when it came out, <clears throat> then apparently she she got out. Shirley Cedar had had to say her two cents, so she's catching heat too because I believe she's quoted as saying. Four years ago, Obama should have put an end to that foolishness or something like that. Mm. And it's like, really, Shirley? You want to get your uh, get your ass whipped too? So you you just can't do that, man. You can't do that. My thing is, I don't. Understand. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, here's here, I found some of the quotes, some of the more salacious quotes of her sermon. Uh, she says, "I came to tell you about sin. That sin nature. I'm I'm throwing a little extra. That perverted homosexual spirit." In the spirit of delusion and confusion, it has been deceived. It has deceived many, many women. And she also says, you as a man, you open your mouth and take a man's penis in your face. You are perverted. You are a woman and will shake your face in another woman's breast. You are perverted. Man, I'm going to stop right there. I know that I haven't watched the video, but if a preacher was coming hard like, well, well, let me Watch my language. If a preacher was old school, was preaching preaching very heavy like that, like you, uh, uh, what did you say? You you a man? Open your mouth and take a man's penis in your face. Damn. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) But let me say this too, though. Now, see, I was raised in in the traditional black church. You know, you had to go. You didn't have no choice. We going to church. So this attitude, this st- type of stuff, isn't shocking to me personally. As uh, as unPC yeah. as that may be, uh, I know, and I'm sure a lot of people know, from, I'm from a different generation. This kind of behavior, that, not to say that it did not exist, openly, particularly in a church environment, yeah, it's very frowned upon. Like, and, and traditionally, you know, black folks, at least of that generation, they ain't, they wasn't really rocking with that type of stuff. You know, it's a different world now. Uh, but I'm not shocked to this. I'm shocked that she's such a high level sort of a person in, in, in media that she would not know that she's probably going to be recorded. So if you're going to be saying some wild, you know, trigger word type stuff and you're in mainstream media, if you got songs out with Pharrell and you're associated with big motion picture movies about to come out. You probably really can't be talking wild and not think there's going to be some blowback on that. So I question, like, did she just get too comfortable or something? I don't know why any of this surprises anyone. Number one, to what you just said, our president-elect was caught on on the mic. He knew the mic was hot and still talking about, here, grab him by such and such a place. That was 10 years ago, man. This was today. What is, I don't understand the difference. What so? Well, he's back doing, then you would you wouldn't ex, you could you wouldn't ex, well first of all he's in a he's not in a private he's in a private sort of situation she's in a public he had church. a microphone he had a microphone right but that was not supposed to be shown on TV and it never was until he became somebody I'm I'm just saying now that she's a public person in a public place speaking openly to a whole bunch of hundreds of people 
you got to know, like, there's somebody in this crowd that's probably recording this. And I have a career that could be on the line if I'm saying something greasy. And, it, you know, even to go back to your point, she's not white. So, she's not white. Right. So, so a white man can say that wild stuff and become the president of the United States. Guarantee you if that had been Obama, it's a wrap. He would have been done. And you know that, too. I guess the other thing I was going to say was why is it she she has she works in the church in a religious environment. Why are people surprised about her her viewpoint? Well, because, again, she's also in mainstream media. And of what course, that? well, that viewpoint doesn't work in mainstream media, as we've as you see right now. Right. And we I don't know why you would not know this or well, not you, but again, anybody that's in the game. I guess you know, what I'm saying I don't know why people wouldn't say she's just crazy. Let her be. She's a religious nut, and and keep it moving. That's what I'm saying. Well, because it's tied to big big money, and they not having that. They're in and some of those people may be in, in that community, and they'll be damned if they're gonna let you eat off of talking greasy about what they're into. So they nah, she's done. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> So, like, if, oh, you're going to be on Ellen to promote Hidden Figures? They're going to have the cast and Pharrell and you? No, you're not coming. That's right. You can't go. <laughs> so you think she's done, really? Well, in terms of the mainstream media and her being in big budget yep. productions? Yeah, of course she is. Yep. Was she ever in mainstream media, though? I just said she's in it now, but she ain't no more. She's in the movie Hidden Figures. It's she had a song in the movie, right? Yeah, with, with Pharrell, who's one of the biggest yep. artists of the game, right? They was going to promote that song. Uh, they was going to do a press tour again. It's going to be on Ellen. Isn't that one of the biggest shows on TV, talk show, TV or stuff? I don't know if it's one of the biggest. I don't know that. Uh, you, no. the you, I don't know. You, you know what Ellen is. They, they, they I know who she is. I don't right. Know she so is. she's one of the bigger shows. She's not some just If you were going to be on, like, you, if you were talking about the bigger show. Here go a Q. Just say it's a bigger show, Q. God if you were talking about The View or you're talking about one, uh, <sighs> Fallon or. Uh, uh, yeah. Q. I would say Ellen's on the Ellen's same level as Fallon. And definitely bigger than The View. Yeah. Q, here, I'm going to give you, let's, let's just give you this so we can move forward. Uh, the View has more views. And Ellen has 500,000 less. Okay. She's one of the bigger shows on TV. Her opinion matters, apparently, because they have the whole cast and everything to do with Hidden Figures is going through that show for whatever reasons. So when everyone else is allowed to come on that show and she's barred, that means she's kind of getting blacklisted from the game. And when you see uh, even the same people that's in the movie <laughs> saying, I ain't with that motherfucker. <laughs> All yeah, I'm saying is they're, they're, they're dissing themselves from her. May, you may not see it as a surprise, but I'm just saying it, it shouldn't have been a surprise to her because <clears> now <throat> people are not fucking with her like that. I'm, I'm just saying I don't think she ever was really in the mainstream, so she's she's not really losing anything as far as I'm concerned. Okay. Yeah. Anybody else got any? Okay. Uh, losing future opportunities. Big time. Well, that's true, but I mean, she. Okay, let's just move on. <laughs> I think you have to be in the mainstream to lose the mainstream. Uh, sure, we'll so. give you that. Uh, okay. Anybody else got any thoughts on? No. Okay. Yep. Yes, sir. All right. So yeah, shout out to Kim Burrell. Uh Man, guess you could just stay strictly in that gospel circuit. But damn it, man. You know, you can't say certain things you just can't say. Can't come out talking greasy on that. They got too much juice. So, uh, yeah, I see why Pharrell, he was quick. He's like, ah. Janelle Monáe, he's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to fuck up my situation. 
You got to go that's on that. Happens when you, when you start messing with them religious nuts, boy. Don't don't. Now, I'm not calling her a nut, but but I'm again, like I said, I I understand where she's coming from because it's. But again, you just can't play that. You, you know, this is again. It's just like uh, was it Reverend Wright? Remember him? Yeah. You said certain things that it's just not going to be acceptable in mainstream media that you may say amongst a group of people. You know, and the same thing with like a uh, Hillary or something. There was things that were said, you know, in a closed door meeting setting. But you can't go out in the public and say that and not expect from people to be like, well, excuse me, because this is not, you know, some some of the things don't play to the mainstream. It's just to a particular audience. And this is another one of those examples where, yeah, you can't. We are we're supposed to be a Christian country, but just not when it comes to this. <laughs> like, like, uh. Maybe fall back on that. Now, again, I'm not here to condemn or celebrate either way. I'm just saying, you know, I, I always fall back to what my man Ice-T said. Uh, straight or gay nigga, have it your way. Uh, but it ain't got nothing to do with me. There it is. There you go. All right. Uh, hey, man. Uh, sh- let's go down to Chicago, shall we? Let's go down to Chirac. Let's uh, get strapped up first. Chicago, you are. <laughs> hey, we got Q, so we good. Yeah, we 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 follow behind you. <laughs> we gonna let Q put Q first. But of course, there is this story that has uh, been going around, uh, and it is the story of four African American uh, youths, youths, youths <laughs> <laughs> that have uh, been accused of brutally attacking a mentally disabled uh, white man in Chicago. <laughs> And they also stream this uh, live on Facebook Live. Now, I have not watched the video. I definitely have seen and heard about it. Uh, it sounds like they was doing crazy stuff to him, talking crazy. There's also some anti-Trump stuff in this anti-white uh, things going on. But essentially, it's, it seems to me, and you guys can correct me, this was like almost like a kidnapping sort of a situation, possibly yep. some torturing uh, and, you know beating up on a guy and I don't know I, the guy didn't get killed or something did he I don't think no. he, got, he was released or whatever and it sounded like he must have knew them or something or had befriended yes. them he knew one of the guys okay they um, went to the same school I think oh wow okay I, I just have this is what I have here it says uh, four African American African Americans accused of brutally attacking a mentally disabled white man in Chicago and streaming the incident on Facebook live will not be permitted to post bail before trial uh I'm looking at each of you and wondering where was the sense of decency that each of you should have had. This is the judge at their bond hearing. Uh, I'm not going to say all their names, but the judge says, I don't see it. She said, uh, she said, defense attorneys argue that all four suspects have responsibilities which they must attend, including uh, one of them, the young ladies, has two young children. The judge is not convinced, so all four remained in custody until their next hearing, which is January 27th. And I did hear that some of them have jobs and you know things of that nature. Uh, but this this story I, locally on my local talk radio, they were really going in on this story. Like this is the most outrageous thing ever, and, and I guess there was an argument of should it be a hate crime? And I think I heard that they are going to be charged with the hate crime. Which I don't have any problem with if, if it was a racial thing, or I guess it doesn't even matter if it's racial. But whether it's hate crime or not, is it char- they are they were arrested quickly 
uh, there wasn't no, they weren't released. Obviously, they're not even on bail. You know, uh, they got, they were apprehended quick. There wasn't no question about who did it. And they're in jail. But I, it seemed like they're trying to turn this into like a, see, these blacks are being racist against whites. Uh, I could have, sw- I think, this is funny. Q, I was watching your video or listening to your video in the car. New World Order, or Q World Order. And when it was over, you know how YouTube would just start playing something else? Uh-huh. So it started playing this Glenn, Glenn Beck. Is that his name? Glenn, wow. uh, Glenn Beck used to have a show on Fox News, right? Okay, so he was on something. It was a thing that started playing, and he was talking about, uh, I guess he made a statement saying, uh, black, black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, Maybe they somehow were involved in this. And it seems like he was trying what? to... It, right. Well, so he was trying to answer the question like, I didn't say they were involved. I just said, if they were involved. You know, so he was being real slick, you know, saying, I didn't say they did. I'm just saying, if they did. So it's not fake news. I'm just asking the question. You know, and I was like, really? Is this... How? And I'm like, I know a little bit of who this guy is. And he's got... He ought to know. When he says some shit people are paying attention so he's being real funny style to try to throw that into the conversation and i'm like but they're trying to and they, but he was like well if people can say that anything that is said bad about obama was my fault well then i can say that anything that's bad that happens to whites or trump was black lives matter's fault and this thing in chicago could be you know indirectly a part of that i was, I was like okay wow uh, but i see it's like they're trying to spin this whole thing of like this is the new thing now. <clears throat> and not saying that it's not, but I was questioning, like, why is this all over the news? Because Chicago, I mean, we've talked about this many times on this show. There's a serious problem in Chicago, right? People are getting killed left and right, record numbers on the daily. I think Christmas weekend alone was like 12 people died or were murdered. I shouldn't say died, they were murdered. And then it was like another 58 were shot. And I'm like, you have 12 people that actually was dead. That, 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 that ain't no story. There was no, it's not the most outrageous thing I've ever heard. Or, so I know the answer, but why do we think that this story is getting such a buzz? And I'm curious, though, what do you guys think of this story? I'm going to start with you, Q. Uh, I, think the, I think the story is getting a lot of buzz for obvious reasons. It's like, okay. They said they, they had bad things to say about Trump in the video, so we're going to play that to show what, possibly to show how Trump mo- Trump's campaign motivated some people to strike out, not just white Nazis and KKK, but black teens as well. Um, but, it, I mean, it is newsworthy. That, that's the first thing. I, I don't fault them for... For, for playing it, I think the the four teens in it need to be locked and locked under a jail and don't have the key thrown away. Um, and I would say, you know, <clears throat> I'm not trying to get on any kind of uh, uh, what's your man's name, Sotomayor or nothing like that. But if there were if there were four white teens and they had kidnapped a black teen, I would be out just as outraged, and I would want that to be exposed as well. So you know, I want it. If you do wrong, I want it to be exposed. Now, the thing I would say is, um, why are the, and I'm not defending these teens at all. I think they're despicable, but it's just kind of funny that they aren't allowed to post bail. 
And they did put the young man through a lot of stuff. I mean, I think they're horrible. I think they should go to jail. But why can't they post bail when the guy, that white guy, he shot the NFL player? Right, right. Who's dead, who's dead. And he was able to walk away. Now, I'm sure it's different states. Different states have different, you know, uh, different uh, ordinances, laws. Big states, you can speak to that. But it's just, it is a little funny, uh, kind of funny style. But I think those 14s, rather than saying, oh, well, they should be able to go free too. No. I'm My point would be in comparing the two, that guy who shot the player should be in jail without being able to post bail as well. Yeah, I mean, most times when blacks do stuff, they go to jail pretty quickly. There's no, there's no really funny play about charges. Or, like They were arrested with the swiftness. It wasn't no investigation, right? So it wasn't like they didn't meet justice. They were, they were meeting it quickly. Um, you know, and you, I, I do remember, I think we talked about this at one years ago, and I have to look it up, but there was a story about some white kids who had abducted two brothers and actually murdered them and had sex with their bodies. Oh, what? I remember we... Okay. We, we talked about this slight, but it wasn't all over the news. But, but I mean, it just goes to show, like, there can be some way more crazier shit that did happen, but, again, it's not going to hit that national... For whatever reason, I understand why, but, I mean, if you, I'll search it as I'm talking about it, but I kind of vaguely remember some wild shit like that because it, so, it was so, like, evil to me. But again, um, uh, Aunt Pooh, what do you think? Man, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know if I have the proper words to really convey uh, the seriousness of what they did. I mean, I just don't understand what gets into people's minds. And these are young people with 18 to 21 year old to want to just do that to not just a random white person, but a disabled person. I'm just like. These are some sick fucks, and I, I hate to go with the, the how they was raised, but you kind of got to look into how are they raised to think that this is some cool shit to not only do to someone, but I'm going to put it up on Facebook Live like you about to get Kim Kardashian famous off of this shit. Well, you might in jail, but yeah, to me, I, I don't know. It's just I just don't really have the, the right temperament to, to come up with to convey just how bad this shit is. Now, the other side of that, just seeing how um, all these, I'm, I'm seeing B, hashtag BLM killing. I'm seeing, of course, Uncle Larry Elder typing that up. <laughs> wow. Uncle Tommy Sotomayor putting it up now. I'm seeing a number of tweets with BLM killing. And I'm just like, wait, 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 wait. They're attributing this to the Black Lives Matter movement? That's why I was trying to tell you what Glenn Beck was trying to say. Well, no, yeah. but, but you're saying he, the difference. I'm, I'm trying to understand it. You said with Glenn Beck, he said, well, if I connected them or if I they were part. But I thought I heard Ant say these these fools are, are directly saying it's attributable to well, them. Some people are. They're yeah. not directly saying attributing. There's but when they're talking about it on Twitter, they're putting hashtag BLM killing. And a number, you'll see thousands upon thousands of tweets with that same hashtag. You'll see uh, prominent conservative people putting that hashtag in there, which they're not exactly saying is Black Lives Matter related, but they know what they're doing by using that hashtag. Because they know people are just going to see that and say, oh, yeah, okay, BLM, I'm sorry, BLM kidnapping, not killing, that they're putting up there. And they know exactly what they're doing to keep tying this to Black Lives Matter, which if you see the video, and I haven't, but 
based on news report, they're saying at no point do they even mention Black Lives Matter. But I guess saying that you hate white people, that you hate Trump, makes you a Black Lives Matter. And unfortunately, that's the narrative that I'll, I'll go ahead and concede this to Q. They're marketing <laughs> that they've allowed that narrative to be uh, labeled upon them for the better part of the past year, even longer. And now they might be silenced permanently because of this incident that has absolutely nothing to do with them and wasn't carried out by anybody by them or even sponsored or or uh, co-signed by Black Lives Matter. But I think that I, I think some of them, they just see any sort of black person who is speaking out or some is a part of Black Lives Matter. Like, right. Yeah. To, yeah. Black Lives Matter just means black. That's kind of how I as, as I just watch some of the stories. To me, that's how it just seems like. They don't really care if you actually have a shirt or you've been out on the street. It's all oh, you're a Black Lives Matter supporter. You speaking about black issues, which I, I ain't got nothing to do with Black Lives Matter. I ain't nothing against it, but I ain't got nothing to do with it either. I'm just me speaking about it. But I think that's just a way they can group everything into it and say, oh, that's bad. And oh, you're about that. So, you're, yeah, your voice doesn't matter. Like, you know, what I mean, you're that fringe terrorist group. Black Lives Matter. It's, right? just, it's just with the delegitimizing. not. Everyone knows I, I do have issues with Black Lives Matter, but it has nothing to do with their existence or what their missions or what they what they are doing. My only issue is that I wish they would expand their mission statement, but they have every right to exist. They're not doing anything wrong or anything illegal. So this is just a, a means of of the majority. And you know who I'm talking about, just trying to delegitimize anything that has that is Afrocentric out of either uh, latent guilt or um, just out of hatred or anger. That's all that is. Uh, Sean, what do you guys say about this, man? Uh, I, I'm kind of along lines with, with Ant. It, it's just, you know, it's it's pitiful that this stuff is still going on. And it's one of those, you know, kind of tit for tat kind of things. Okay, now they did this. Okay, now there'll be, a, you know, a group of whites will do something. And, and, and it'll just keep, you know, keep escalating. You know, this this doesn't sound like to me, it doesn't have anything to do with, you know, Black Lives Matter or anything political or, or anything of that nature. It just sounds like a bunch of bunch of knuckleheads being dumb, being stupid, and, you know, trying to, you know, maybe be famous on the Internet and, and you know, just just has gotten away from them now. And, and, and now they're in a situation that, you know, they I'm sure they can't handle, and and so you know, just it's just sad. Yeah, uh, big sexy man. All right, <clears throat> let's go back a bit on the Joe McKnight shooting. What happened is that cocksucker Gasser, who shot him, uh, was picked up on December second. They did not charge him, so it's not like he made bail or didn't or anything like that. They didn't charge him. They come back on December sixth and charge him with manslaughter, hold him in there for half a million dollars bail. Uh, his lawyers asked for a reduction hearing. That was denied. So that is a whole different ballgame. Now, with these four jackasses in Chicago, you know, when they come at, when Mike mentioned that some have responsibilities, some have kids, some have jobs, I don't give a damn. Everybody in the Slammer's got kids and jobs, pretty much. So that's not an issue here. An issue is four asshats grabbed up a mentally challenged person. That's it. Then they went 
the extra step and act a fucking fool on Facebook Live trying to get that 15 minutes of Kardashian fame. They need to go under the slammer like you said. Fuck them. Well, let me, let me ask you this question. Now, if they had killed them, should they have gotten bail then? If they had what? If they would have actually went ahead and killed him like no. the other guy killed the other guy and was actually wait, was wait, able wait, to get him bail. Yeah. Should they have gotten bail at that point then? He got bail for manslaughter. Now, had they charged this guy with murder, he wouldn't have got bail. Well, I'm, I'm saying somebody died. You know, with so. a kidnap? Did, did somebody well, die? Well, in again, it, it's not that simple. It's not that simple. Well, I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm, I wasn't asking you about manslaughter or murder. I wasn't asking you about the, the definitions of man. I just asked if they would have went ahead and killed them like that. Again, you correct me if I'm wrong. When he shot that guy, did that guy die? Yeah. Okay, so he's not on Earth no more. That's what I'm saying. Like, if this other guy would have died off of their actions, would they have been given manslaughter and then gotten bail or not? No, because when you kill someone, when there's a death during a fel- felony, felony murder rule automatically applies and kicks up the first degree. So, no, they wouldn't have got out. No, I'm trying to understand. Why was that other guy given bail when somebody died? Uh, because manslaughter is a type of killing that doesn't have malice. Well, it has malice, but it doesn't have intent. And now they may ramp it up at the trial stage and amend the, the claim. I don't know. But manslaughter just means essentially an unjustifiable taking of human life. Now, malice can be implied by use of a deadly weapon, intent to kill, intent to commit great bodily harm. I don't know why the DA did not charge him with murder too, which is where those things would fall in. They charged him with manslaughter. That I don't know why they did that. Um, but you see where I'm kind of going with this. Though, I, right? see where, I see exactly where you're it's going. Like one dude is, walks away fine. He knew those people. One dude is in a road rage incident. He's killed. And the guy gets to... I don't know if he's oh. posted bail, but he was offered the opportunity to get bail. These guys... Uh, allegedly kidnapped somebody, and I don't know if he, they kidnapped him. Q said they knew he knew one of the guys. They, but you can you can kidnap somebody you know. True, and, but it's all allegedly. But I'm, I'm just saying, like, no, would it have been the- different if the guy died? Would then they have been offered possibly if they would have said, "Well, we didn't intend to kill him; he just ended up dying from a gunshot." Would they, would they be able to, Would they be able to argue then? Then we should be given bail then. Because no. that guy got bailed. Well, they, he didn't, no, they can argue it. No, well, they, that's they argue, right, but I'm just saying, th- these guys are being thrown under the bus and nobody even died. Well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not following your point now either. Well, well I'm saying like... this. They weren't, offered, they weren't given bail right? and they didn't kill the guy. So you're asking if they had killed him, would they be offered bail? No. Just going by that other guy's example where he did kill a guy and he's offered bail. It seemed like he did something way worse than they did. But he, but again, he's given the opportunity to walk out of that jail. They are wait, not. Wait, 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 That's wait, wait, what I'm see, asking. I don't see. I don't think your the way you phrased it is uh, is accurate. Okay. Yeah. The result of what he did was way worse. Right. Don't get me wrong, because someone is no longer with us. Th- that's what I was trying to but, say. But with the kidnapping, you've got you know, you've got a conspiracy here. You got four people saying, "Look, let's grab that guy up." Because of his, you know, mental situation. Sure. And further, let's laugh it up on, on Facebook Live. There is a whole level of reprehensibility that goes with that. Now, the road rage thing, which is stupid shit gone wrong. And again, the result is horrible. Well, but, that's why I wanted to, that's why I'm, I swear, I'm glad you did this. Because I'm, I'm trying to understand, like, to me, it would seem like if you have a person who can get so angry and I and if I'm I may be mistaking it but I'm, I think this guy was in a pre was in a road rage thing before possibly yeah, yeah, so if you yeah, have yeah, a guy who has a pretensity if I'm saying a word right uh, 
and and then he gets to the point where he can get I, I don't know if, I'm if he and, and you have a guy who can get so angry that he'll pull out that gun like he could be he's a licensed owner Q's a licensed owner right but Damn, dude. no no I'm just saying <laughs> I, I, I'm bringing it so we can understand like you uh, you have a licensed gun but you're not the type of person that would get so angry about something that you would pull that gun out now I don't know if this guy's arguing that he was threatened but you would pull that gun out and murder well I'm not gonna say murder yes, but you shoot yes, that sir. gun at that person that you are that type of person that you would shoot somebody down because you're so mad about something now, well, let's think again. about this because go ahead, go ahead. I looked up the shooting incident. Now, according to the forensic evidence, uh, the cars met at an intersection. Mm-hmm. You know, beef was beef, and the guy who got shot went to the guy's window, and they started beefing, you know, yelling back and forth. Got it. Okay. And then he so that's leaned the yeah. in the car, and the guy shot him. So that's why I said. That's why I, said. I didn't know if his life was threatened or or whatever. Uh, but and that's and you've proven your point. So I guess. They did something that is so heinous that there shouldn't be no bail. And I'm not saying they should get bail or not. I'm just trying to understand. And then you have a situation that may be a different type of situation. The guy must have felt threatened. He was on his uh, stand your ground, right? Like, what's that dude who shot down the other the little black boy? Uh, Zimmerman. Zimmerman. He was, must, must have been on his, he's probably going to say he was on his Zimmerman, right? And he can get, can get bail. You know, the other, uh, I had looked up another one. Real, real quick, let me throw this in. You know, I'm going to go to you. Uh, there was a, a white high school football player allegedly rapes handicapped black team teammate. I saw I saw that with yeah. coat hanger and then prints ca- caps walks free. Now I don't know the details on all that, and, but I don't I don't remember hearing about that one. This was from 2015, right? So, but anyway, go, go ahead, Q. Uh, I was going to say, listening to Big Sexy break it down, I might have to. Um, I might have to walk back my position a little bit because I think the guy who shot the player, you know, okay, we, we've mentioned my name a couple times. I'm, I'm new to all of this, but if someone sticks their face in my car, I don't perceive a threat to the level that I have to pull a gun. I don't perceive a threat at that point, so I wouldn't. That's why I say that that guy who shot the guy, the NFL player, that's why I, I was saying initially, uh, he, you know, he he walked away. However, I after hearing Big Sexy, I do see a distinction between four people colluding, conspiring to kidnap another person who is not in his full faculties and um, uh, hold him against his will and torture him. That's planned out versus this guy whose judgment is different than mine. There is a, So I, I have to be objective now and walk that back a little bit. Well, their, their judgment is different than yours, too. I'll just put that out there, right? Like, no, no, no I, th- I don't think you understand what I'm saying. They planned and colluded to do this. That guy did not plan. Right. To I, shoot. I, no, I understand. I was just saying, but you wouldn't plan to do that either. Your judgment wouldn't be to, ju- to do something like that either. I'm just I'm, I'm kind of being you like with the rating. No, what I'm <laughs> saying is I, because I wouldn't shoot the guy approaching my car. I. I don't want to say I understand someone pulling a gun because they don't know what to expect if you put they put their face in your car. Right. I you know I can't necessarily say oh he did the wrong thing. It's not something I would do. No, so I, I, right. I, I you know what I'm saying. I got you. Does that make sense, Big Sexy? No, it makes perfect sense. And you know, again, <clears throat> excuse me, everybody is different because 
when a person has got, for whatever reason, the stones to walk up to a perfectly stranger's car and, you know, have something to say, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't. Now, Q is a black belt, so Q can defend himself. You know, I was at a... Really? <laughs> Damn, I'm, just fucking, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> I always had a stop a stoplight while the car in Sorry, front of Chris me Brown. was was dick around on his phone. Yeah, like Chris Brown. Let's Chris Brown this bitch up. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get into Chris, but go ahead. I'm sorry, Mark. Go ahead. Okay, sorry. The guy was uh, in front of me, and he stopped at the red light. He's dicking around on his phone, and we missed the light. And I hit the horn. I'm like, dude, what's the problem here? He got out of the car. Yeah. Then he got out of the car, turns around and sees me. I got back in. <laughs> so he was on his. <laughs> 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 yeah, right. He got the car like he was gonna do something. He looks back and he's like, "Oh, well, let me get back in the car here." So everybody is different, you know. Oh, Everyone there. can feel a different sense or level of threat from a given situation. Um, this guy, this. Joe or this Donald Gasser ass face, you know, apparently was felt threatened and for whatever reason was packing. You know, I don't know the gun laws in Louisiana, but he did his thing. And unfortunately, yeah. it cost somebody his life because Gasser's an overreacting asshole. But does not rise to the same level of, you know, culpability, not culpability, but the same level of preparation as a conspiracy and a kidnapping do. Because they talked about this. You know, those right. four kids, Nisha and Tefeya, or whatever the fuck his name is, they talked this thing out and went ahead and did it. They got to go. Yeah, I mean, I, w- whatever they should get in, within the law, you know, they're, they're young, so I think they can be saved, but yeah, that's a whole other topic. Nah, but it's a, nah. it's a, well, I don't think you, I don't think they should be in jail for life. Uh, I, I, I don't think this is a life. No, it's not real life. No. <laughs> not, not something like this. This is terrible, but I also believe there's a level of this is being played up to like this is the worst thing that ever happened in humanity. I I don't see that either. I'm Julianne Harper, and I would love to know more about what you like to We're just doing the show. Really? We're just doing the show. <laughs> wow. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> just recording the podcast. Did you say porn? Huh? I thought it was porn. Okay, but anyway, thank you. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll see how this plays out. Like I said, definitely uh, it is it, it has been promoted as this is a, a huge story. But you know, I, I would say you know the root cause of this, as I've said about Chicago before, is leadership. Man, like I don't understand what's going on with the crime prevention in this city when you have incidents like this. You have, like I said, just a few days before, there's what twelve people dead. 50-something shot during that period. Uh, 700 or more murders last year alone, which is a hot Damn. record. When you have really? this, yeah, when you have this going on and you have multiple killings, I, I question, like, why aren't the heads of the situation dragged in front of the tribunal? Like, because who's in charge? And so I don't know if, again, somebody can correct, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if Trump is like, yo, you need to get that shit together over there. I'm going to step in and do my law and order bit or what. But somebody needs to be held accountable. And to me, just like any other thing, if if it was a parents, 
Or if a child is fucking up, you go to who's in charge of that child? The parents is held responsible. If you go to the job and your department is not putting in the or the numbers, you go into the supervisor and then you go into his supervisor, you go into charge of the boss. Somebody got to be held accountable. Well, Somebody's in charge of this well. situation. So I'm trying to understand what is the mayor of Chicago doing to put pressure on his police chief or what other people of that place doing to put pressure on leadership and say, well, this shit cannot go on. What's the government doing to say, yo, it's a bad look for America. We can't have the city being like that. We're going to step in if you don't get your shit together. Well, I hate to say it, but it, it ain't going to change until some lighter melanin uh, is affected. Well, we got the, we just have the we have the, the the white guy who's affected. Now it's national news. Now with the, the yeah, eyes well, being turned. That's one. So hopefully, <laughs> that's one. Is this what it's going to do to take him? To, to it's a damn it. shame. All them black bodies, and it's going to take one kidnapped, tortured kid to get changed. I mean, it's 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 wow. true. I mean, I ain't I, that I really America, hate to say it, but land of the free, baby. Ain't that America? <laughs> Shout out to John Cougar Malcolm. <laughs> well, something got to happen, uh, nice man. Because this, I mean, this is well, funny as hell. If now things will change, but see, the, of this, is what I've, this is what I've been saying about again, Black Lives Matter. I think they could, if they address this as much as they address, which they should, white on black, white cop on, or it doesn't matter if it's white, a cop on black killings. If they would address this in the same public forum, they have the ears of the nation. Well, that, that's yeah. true. If they did, but that's not their job. I, I want the people who's who's who were elected and who are responsible. I don't want the outside union group to come in. I want the actual people who's put in charge and have well, wait, wait. the shepherds of the city to be to, to do this because that's what it's going to take. Why well, aren't see, they the being? Why aren't they doing this? Who was their boss it's supposed to hold them accountable? Right. Okay. Let me. You and uh, that's a good point. But at what point do does okay? I'm I'm gonna go there. What point does the black community say we should take responsibility? Well, well, we do, but again, the black community is not in charge of Chicago. So there's a police chief that is his job is to to stamp out crime, right? That's his job. So if it's you have clear, escalating it's, it's, numbers, then you have to ask, well, what are you doing to stop this escalation of this these these murders? What can you do without? What can you do without making it seem like you are enacting a martial? A martial state. Well, I don't have a problem with the martial state. I have a problem. I have a problem when people die. A lot of civil. A lot of maybe the ACLU might have a problem. Again, ACLU is not in charge of Chicago, though, so it doesn't. They can have a problem with it. That's fine. They can voice their opinion. But again, they're not held accountable for. They're not in charge of Chicago. So all they just all they have is just an opinion, which I can respect. But I'm going to leadership. The people who actually have the power to make change. That's their job. Not the but, fringe group on the side who wants to shout, which I respect. I, I guess what I'm saying to you is that you make it sound so easy. They need to do I, it's something. It's not easy. Okay. I'm just saying you well, look to I, leadership. I, how do you know they're not doing something? Well, because they have tw- they had 12 murders. It, it keeps going up. They had a record year. So whatever they're doing isn't working. I'm saying they need to change. You got to you take a look. It's been eight years under Obama. I'm not blaming Obama, but it came to prominence. <laughs> when He's only coming. No, 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 no. No, <laughs> here you go. On I'm just Twitter. saying nobody heard about this until Obama became president. Probably more than likely, probably to uh, to make him look bad. But as far as I know, this has been an eight year long problem, and they still haven't done anything. But I guess what I'm saying, 
We they haven't done anything. I, I would, um, you know what? You're right. You're right. I will say they haven't done anything. They haven't fixed the the solution. Hasn't been fixed. We can all agree to that. It's gotten because worse it, because it has to happen in the neighborhoods as well. Oh, that's a it part has, of it. But again, everyone has. You know, right? I agree with you. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm just saying that they can do all they want. There there could be people who want to do good in the neighborhoods. I'm sure that I'm sure most people do. There's, upstanding american citizens in those neighborhoods but again it's the criminal element that is overpowering and making this thing bad now i don't see the people their their job isn't to go fight those gangbangers right they're not equipped apparently apparently the police are not equipped to fight those gangbangers because i don't know why all these shootings are going on but we need the people who actually have the guns who have been trained and it's their job to Whatever they're doing, I'm not saying they're not doing something, but whatever they are doing, there's a reason why the numbers have went up. So that must mean that, okay, go to leadership. What was the plan that, to, to address this? That plan didn't work. So now we're going to have to do a new plan. But if it keeps getting worse, at least there's supposed to be somebody on top of them to say, yo, you're not whatever is going on under your watch ain't working. So we may need to get you up out of there and get something else going. Well, if you want to just blame authority, I guess you're right. But what I'm saying is I'm, I'm not, not just doing blaming it. authority, but it's authority it's is the responsible party. They're in charge. I think you're I think you are looking at it way too, way too one sidedly. Possibly. Possibly. I agree with you. Possibly. Everyone. I mean, it was the, the whole uh, mantra. It takes a village to raise a child. Everyone was on board with that. Well, yeah, but that's just a mantra. That's not the rule of America. But that's a mantra. I, no, we have laws in place. I don't want to deal be. with mantras. I want to deal with the rules as we have put forth in okay. the laws and the jobs, okay, not with say, sayings. And it sounds great, say, but that ain't how we live. They will say the mantra is this is a Christian community. Well, we know that ain't all true. So that sounds great. But we can't be based on mantras. That's all I'm saying. There's a he got a job. He ain't got a mantra that the mayor's there for a reason. He didn't win from some. He got voted in. He ain't there because, oh, we got to have a daddy in charge. No, he's voted to do this job. Police chief is put in a position. He gets a check. He don't get congratulatory mantras. So I'm just saying you have to have if that's your job, if he ain't held accountable, then who would be? So you just you had your diatribe. Can I get just 30 seconds? Maybe if I like what you're talking about. I'm just playing. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Beck, can I have the show, Mr. Beck? I mean, Mr. Dean. I don't know, Mr. Coon. But go ahead. (laughs) So we can go with jokes now. I got jokes. But go ahead and do your 30 seconds. Go ahead. Man, he talk about your mama. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just playing with you, man. (laughs) All right, Ruckus. Um, And, you know, what I'm going to say is that I don't know, and neither do you, we don't know what plans the police have have put into place. We don't know what programs are going on. I am not going to assume that they're not trying to do something and maybe it's not working, but I am not going to presume they are not doing the best they can. And I am going to say, look, part of it has to come from the community itself. Part of it has to be community leaders, which everyone made fun of Obama, you know, when, when he was running, part of it has to be community leaders spreading the message in the communities uh, themselves, taking on that responsibility in conjunction with uh, with local law enforcement. That you cannot expect a cop to do everything. So what I'm saying is, some of those numbers that you see, 
maybe there needs to be better uh oh maybe parenting in Chicago. Magic maybe word. there needs to be more fatherhood in Chicago. Maybe we should look at more planned parenthood in Chicago. There's a it's a whole it's a systematic approach. You you just don't sit there and say, Oh, well they're not doing the police aren't doing their job, the men are not doing their job. They may not be, but if that's the approach you're going to have, you're never going to. If you don't put the onus on the people, as you say, the people need to react just like the government would. Then you need to put some of the blame or some of the onus on the people living in these communities. Agree with you. One, I never said they weren't doing anything. I agree with you. We don't know what they're doing. All I said is whatever they're doing, there's a spike in the killings. Whatever they're doing isn't working. Yes, I agree with you. There has to be fathers in the home. Yes, that is that's sort of like a, you like to use Chris Rock. That's a that's an obvious thing. But yes, let's, let's repeat the obvious. That that well, would have to happen. Some people. Well, it's not obvious. It's the reality is that they're not in the home. Right. right. So the obvious is not that they should be. The reality is they are not there. The thing is, okay. I don't want to be relying on people who don't have proper upbringing because then you will have. A mess as what you do so here's the thing when the people don't have the wherewithal or have not been raised properly to do these things that are what we would call obvious then you can't rely on that so that family structure not just in Chicago but some part sadly in America is at fault right so if you're looking for logic and common sense and, and common upbringing you're not gonna find that in that because there's all these deeper issues of why that's not there particularly within African-American households so you can't rely on that because that's broken and you're going to die if you rely on that. Right. As you see those 700 killings. So that's why I'm saying at this point, it's at a drastic levels. It's not like any other normal American city. It's way beyond that. So when you have these situations where it's beyond the norm and it's academic, epidemic proportions, then you need to have people in charge to step in and say, no, you're not able to fix this problem. We're going to fix it for you. And that's why when you, somebody says something about National Guard or martial law, well, in this case, they maybe that's what they need because this, shit is, this shit is terrible. Some people are going to complain, but if it can stop the 700 killings, I'd rather you complain and they be alive and we can have that conversation than to just be having that conversation and they keep dying. And then we'll, we'll, we'll meet here on another Saturday. They'll, they'll, in, they'll put more cops on the street, like Trump said. He's law and order candidate. They'll put more cops on the street, like you're saying. Well, they need mm-hmm. to do something. They'll do something, and we'll complain every time. But we'll be alive to right. complain, to be my point. No, what I'm saying is then we'll complain that the cops are shooting black people who are running around with guns. We'll complain about, oh, why did he get shot at that when he got stopped? Why did... That we, we will complain every time there's a black But, the, but, but again, uh, the, we can complain about that all night But as long as there's not 700 murders Then I don't, I'm fine with that complaint But then you're putting <laughs> Why would a police Why would a good police officer want to put himself on the line Where we're going to complain Because they're not enforcing enough law Then we're going to complain when they do enforce the law and Well that's a tough job It's a tough job, it's not built for everybody And you got to have thick skin to be a police but then officer there's no solution. There's no solution there, Mike well, the solution is to bring that 700 killings down. That's my solution. That's what I'm trying to get. To. Right, right. But their method might not might not. Uh, you might not agree with their methods. Then as long as the numbers go down at this point in the when it's a when it's a super problem. I just I'm, hey, I just have to take that L. But I, but at hey, least look, those people will be alive and we can worry about I, the L. I, being, we can we can find a solution while we're alive. Ain't no solution when you're dead. 
you can call me a coon, minstrel, Uncle Tom, whatever you want to say. But uh, I know this. We're talking about Chicago. But I remember watching a YouTube clip about with a cop in Milwaukee, an officer, uh, chief officer in Milwaukee. And that dude, he laid it out. He he was he kept it 100. And basically he was saying, we can't we you guys, you tie our hands behind our back. And I'm not defending. Cops. Well, I'm not tying nobody's hands. I'm saying you need to bring well, Mike, in the I'm National Guard or the I'm not I'm saying the cop. The cops ain't doing the job. You need to bring in the military. They train to do this yeah. kind of stuff. Mike, you cannot bring the military into a United States, uh, into a into a state. That's not going to work. Why not? I, I don't. I, you know what? That's a, asking that question. I don't know. I don't even know. Where Didn't they bring the military into Ferguson? They brought the National Guard into Ferguson. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Well, that was just to stop a flashpoint. That, I mean, this you, is I'm a flashpoint. There's 700 people yeah, being I'm killed. You're talking about doing something that's going to be semi-permanent. For, no, I'm talking for about something. There's an epidemic here. We got 700 people dying. This is a flashpoint. I don't know what gets any how, worse than how, this. How long? How long? I don't do have the answer for that. I don't know. I have no how idea. How long do you think Palpatine should keep his special? I have no idea. Well, then that doesn't help, does it? Well, I'm not in the charge. I don't know these answers, but I'm just saying they got to do something different. And if it well, takes a military okay, presence so to get it done, maybe should, then maybe that's what they it, need to do. I'm just trying to it, get the bodies down. You can you it, can legislate all the education and the and the welfare programs, but the parents still are broken homes, so they're still going to be lacking. And if we're going to wait for that to catch up, we still got bodies stacking up. And I'm like, I don't really want to wait anymore because I'm tired of the bodies stacking up. So if that means right. they got a stopgap to go in there and put some military or National Guard in there to, to patrol those streets that are out of control, <laughs> then that's what they got to do. So, Mike, you know how I've supplicated myself to you many times. I said I respect you immensely. Uh, you're twice the man I am. You have more wisdom than I do. If I can admit to you that if I don't know something, I'm going to give you a call. If you can on this show admit admit that you say, you say, I don't have the answers. Maybe you should defer to the people who might. But then, but no, I'm not going to agree that. <laughs> what? Well, who's the people that have the answers? <laughs> I didn't say I'm, I had the answers. I just said this is my opinion. Saying, you don't have don't to like it, but I don't have to don't agree ass- to anything. First of all, don't assume that the police are not doing everything they can. I'm not assuming don't they're ass- not. I didn't ever said that. I just said whatever they're doing isn't necessarily working. Right. I'm just, so looking at the, I'm just looking at the data. I'm not looking at the I'm not saying they're not doing anything. I never said that. I repeatedly said I don't know what they're doing. They're doing something. But whatever they are doing, the numbers are spiking. So but maybe they I'm need not- to reevaluate what they're doing. Does that make logical sense? But uh, like I said, man, for me, and this, this is my last point on this. I'll open, open it up for you guys. There's got to be something done because uh, <laughs> looking at I'm looking at uh, USA Today. They got a chart on here. Uh, I guess the record was in 1996. It was 800. Damn. And it fell all the way down in, like in 2015 or so to, must it be like, uh, it doesn't have any, oh, about 400. But for whatever reason, 2016 blew the fuck up to 700 in comparison to cities like New York that were at 300. Uh, LA was even lower than 300. I mean, so obviously, you know, you look at major cities in America, this city is way beyond sort of the normal scope of this is how we do things. Here's all the things that you do. This is on, uh, you know, I mean, this is the extreme extreme. So obviously you got to take extreme. Those normal sort of things that we do obviously are not taking effect here. You know, 
And to, to Q's point, when you you know dealing with the community, what they're supposed to do, mixed with the you know leadership, that normal sort of thing that works together is not for some reason it's way off the charts in in Chicago so there must be something else going on that when you have Chicago versus New York or LA that is out of control you know what I'm saying so that's what I'm saying they have to reevaluate and and I'm again I'm just looking at the numbers purely from a point of um, how you would look at anything else hey the data says this how do we get that data well that ain't working there needs to be a change you know it's not so I assume that the people show up for work, but for some reason, those Boeing planes got a faulty door, so their plan obviously needs to be changed. Uh, Open it up to anybody else have a comment or something they want to say about this. All right, crickets. Well, hey, (laughs) if if they're going to give up their time, if they're going to concede their time, I got something to say. Go ahead. Floor is yours. I got two short things to say. First of all, I grew up in Indianapolis. I used to work in South Bend, Indiana, which is about an hour away from Chicago. So I've been to Chicago many times. I just want to say for everyone listening there, those numbers are staggering, but it does not necessarily reflect the whole posture of Chicago. Chicago is a beautiful city. Chicago to me is like a New York, but it's cleaner and much more in um, much more navigable, navigable, if I should say. It does not reflect the entirety of Chicago. Chicago is a beautiful city. I will also say that, yeah, we need to change something. And I'm saying once again, part of that change has to come uh, in our communities. And this is what I say about Black Lives Matter. Do what you do. More power to you. But speak up more about this issue. That could be a catalyst for some of the change that we are talking about saying we don't know what needs to happen. Okay, we don't know what needs to happen. Then okay, Black Lives Matter. Let's please speak out about this. Speak out about it. Churches speak out about this. You know, that whole Bill Cosby the message, not the messenger, the message. Let's not shun that message. Let's not look at that and say, "Oh, he's a coon. He's talking down to black folk." You know, I've seen on 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 the in and out people talking about Denzel Washington. He's always talking down to uh, uh, to black folk, and uh, he think he better. Man, fuck all that. It's a message. <laughs> and if you want to change something, just put your ego in check and listen to the message. Oh, you don't. We don't want to do that. We don't want to do that, though. We don't want to. Do- and then we keep saying, "Oh, it's getting worse. It's getting worse." Well, yeah, it's getting worse because we're not learning. We don't want to hear. The bad things that have to be said, our dirty laundry. We don't want to hear it. We just want to complain. <laughs> are, are you done? Are you, or is that a pause? Well, the silence. See, uh, this is know. what your show should be like, Q. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> this is, this. <laughs> well, when I got some of y'all, I mean, uh, 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 want, I like when you say, you, didn't want to, you don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, boy. But yes, I mean, all right. This, so this, we, I'm listening and I'm going. Well, what keyword world order is that, right here? That fire and brimstone. How am I be streaming like that? My wife would be trying to sleep. Hey man, gotta just they gotta put well, that acting you in. You gotta get your dental on sometimes. Yeah, all right, I mean, so there we go. That was, that was the last hey, word Mike, on that. Mike, we gotta move forward. Mike, yes, sir. All right, liking your black ass wasn't part of the bargain. Keep working on. It. All right. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, so, man, we had another. We're gonna shift gears. Uh, we had another shooting massacre 
uh, man, just yesterday, I believe, as we're recording this, uh, in Florida. The Florida, uh, was it Fort Lauderdale? Uh, Hollywood International Airport. It's Friday afternoon. Uh, I'm going to read a little bit about this. And, and uh, it kind of ties into some things I was kind of talking about before. I think with the, the uh, was it the Dallas shooting? When the black guy shot those police officers? Right. Earlier this year. Uh, this one is a lone suspect open fire at Florida's Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport Friday afternoon, killing at least five people. Eight others were injured in the attack, which occurred in the baggage claim area of Terminal 2. The suspect was identified as Esteban Santiago, and he has been taken into custody. Santiago is 26. He's a veteran who deployed to Iraq in 2010 via the Puerto Rico National Guard. He served in engineering unit before he was discharged for unsatisfactory performance. Uh, he was living. He was living in Anchorage, Alaska, with his brother. Uh, his brother described Santiago as a serious and normal person. Now, here's an interesting. Santiago's aunt said, since returning from Iraq, he has struggled with mental and health. Or excuse me, mental health and quote unquote saw things. Now, here's another thing that I think is going to be very telling as they move forward with this story. And I'm very curious to see the accuracy of this next statement because I don't know, man. This says in November this past year, Santiago reportedly told FBI agents in Anchorage that U.S. spies are controlling his mind and forcing him to watch Islamic State videos. Uh, and let me start to say that this this shooting, these murders, this was a tragedy. This is you know, it's, it's sad that this type of stuff has happened a lot this last past year, in 2016. And, and here's the first one of this year. And this is horrible. I think there was another, I, said, I think there was a, there was also a, a sort of a massacre in another country right around Christmas. And I don't have it in front of me. Apologies on that. Yeah, in Turkey. Turkey, yes. But what this. Was that? I forget. Uh, that was a nightclub or what was it? Uh, we'll, yeah, we'll it was a night- yeah, it was a lot of people. It was, it was a massacre, man. It's, it's tragic. But this here, American soil, and again, this is another one of these, uh, you know, veterans. Uh, he was in Iraq in 2010. Very young guy. He's 26 years old. Imagine being 26 years old, and you're somehow in the mindset that you're going to kill people. And you're a veteran. 26? Shit, 12? What are you talking about? Some of these places. No, I mean, I'm, in terms of saying, like, he was in the military. That was a career. He's out of that. Now he's back, you know, in society. But to me, it just goes again, man, to say there's got to be something that needs to be seriously looked at. That you're going to have these military guys, man, coming back into to the civilized world out of this military environment and are not able to cope. You know, I don't know what was going on. Uh, I don't know how true the thing with the you know the FBI now. If he actually was talking to the FBI back in November, and this guy seemed like he's crazy, I don't know if they did they flag him. Like, are they not watching this guy? I'm curious what they knew about him. Did he approach the FBI, or were the FBI doing surveillance on him? Right. I wonder about this type of stuff. He's not the first military guy that murder people, massacre people. You know. In current, you know, times, 
this, is there something going on with these guys? Are they going into these war situations and just distress or whatever it is, and they're coming back? And it just is there a certain percentage of these guys who are who they probably know? I, again, I, I always assume that the government and military are, are insanely smart and know everything. They you know, they got the stats and <laughs> they know what the fuck they're doing. Are they saying? And again, I'm on my Glenn Beck. If but do they know that there's a certain percentage of people that this shit ain't going to work for? <laughs> they might kind of lose their mind a little bit. What do you wait, you lost me? What won't, what won't work for? Uh being going into a military uh war zone type of area and is there a certain percentage of people who may kind of freak out being put into that type of environment? No. And then when you you take them out of that like certain people yeah, we know there's going to be PT was it PS, PTSD? I mean, that is a, I don't know if that's a clinical thing or, but. Yes. yes. So we know there's going to be a certain percentage of people that are going to experience this type of situation, right? And we have things in place for that. But are there certain, uh, even of those people, are there a certain percentage? And unfortunately, it can only just be one or two, but do they know that there's probably going to be some people that they're going to fall through the cracks of that? Like, we can't save them. Like, there's just, some of these cats is going to be nuts. But. What can you do, right? You can't lock them up, I guess. Are you, saying, are you saying? Are you saying when they come out or when they go in? When they, they come that? out, when they come out, do you know? Like, there's a certain percentage of people that after they've done their military thing, that they might be kind of screwed up. You know, maybe they can't handle civilian life no more, or they need to be watched. Or, hey, this guy exhibit. I mean, he was kicked out for his unsatisfactory performance, whatever right. that means. Well, I'm just questioning. I'm wondering, do they know, like, there's a certain percentage of these veterans who probably, when they come out of the service, ain't the same way they went in, not, and not in a good way. <laughs> and there's some of these guys need to be watched because some of these cats could be, some, could be on some lone guns. Is it all just coincidence that these are military guys going lone gun, or is there something else going on? That's why I question. But with that said, I'm curious, what do you guys think about this tragedy Again, here we are with another one. Uh, we'll go to we'll mix it up a little bit. Uh, Sean Hill, we'll let you start. Um, you know, I really haven't heard that much about it, but from what I have heard, it 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 just seems like another case of, you know, we gotta you gotta watch the military when they come out. I mean, these guys definitely. I mean, I'm sure he has some family, some friends, something, somebody that you know. This just didn't happen. You know what I mean? It just didn't. He just didn't all of a sudden just say, you know what? I'm going to go to the airport and, and shoot some people. And, you know, and then, you know, how did he, you know, gain access? And I mean, there, there are a lot of a lot of questions. So, right. um, you know, right right now, you know, it's 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 kind of hard to really know, you know, the situation, you know, without knowing everything. But, you know, at least, you know, you just got to got to just, you know, watch, watch yourself and watch people out there i mean it's just it's just crazy yeah apparently he and somebody can correct me if i'm wrong but apparently he checked in his gun in his bag in his checked in bag and i guess if you have some kind of permit you can do that apparently where you can put uh, what your, you have go ahead what you, what you have that's our gun expert hysterical <laughs> <laughs> but we do go i'm ahead. not a, i'm not an expert i mean it, you don't have to own a gun to read this stuff it just happens i've gotten a little closer to it but just go ahead what ha- what happened was what you're supposed to do and i'm i'm not sure of the of the detail all the details but you're supposed to go to the when you go check your bags in you're supposed to bring have a safe 
The gun is supposed to be packed in the safe, ammunition separate from the gun. They have to inspect it, and it has to get checked onto, you know, onto the plane. You can't carry on the plane. Uh, but the issue is that once his gun arrived in the terminal at the arrival, he was able to take the gun out and uh, become a threat. Right. So, so I'm, I'm thinking they're probably going to eliminate that. And maybe there'll be a fight about that. But I'm like, well, shit. What stops the terrorists or. Um, <coughs> I guess it's interesting. So they know the, the gun is in the bag. Right. When he checks it into them. Hey, who? Hey, who? The, the airline. Like, is he telling okay. them, hey, I have a license. Here's my thing. You're going to see a yeah, gun in this bag. Right. They know it's to. there. But I guess I'm wondering now, should they maybe change that law now because of situations like this? Or is this but one of those sh- things that the NRA was like, no, you can't change it? <clears throat> the NRA probably would. But what they should do is look at legislation that says uh, you cannot retrieve your gun off of the, um, what is it, the, 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 the thing where you get your luggage off the, the carousel? Ba- baggage claim. Mm-hmm. You, can't rec- you, can't, you can't retrieve your gun from that area. Maybe there needs to be a, another section where you go and get your gun, or maybe I don't, I don't know. I, see, that, that's these are the issues of living in a free society. I'm sure there might be a, a common sense law that they can enact where you cannot retrieve your gun while in the um, in the carousel area. All right. Yeah. It's it's. Uh, but, but anyway, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I want to speak. Sean said something that I. I mean, this ties right into what we were talking about before. Um, some of the onus has to fall on people in the community. And when I say when I talk about this community, I mean, if he Sean said he probably had family members who knew something or this or that. Say something. It, it, it has to be a, a con- concerted effort, just like the guy. What was it like uh, back in October, November? There was some guy in Newark, New Jersey, I think. His father owned a chicken store or a fried chicken store. And he tried to tell the FBI, my son has got issues. You might want to investigate him. That guy's a hero. Well, He's that's doing- interesting because they just said the FBI knew he had some issues. That's why. I'm- <laughs> so I'm curious, like, did, did they know he oh, was already if crazy? The FBI, if the FBI knew that, then they then yes. Well, that's what I'm saying. They said in November, just just past a couple months ago. He, that's, I'm curious. Did he go to the FBI or were they already coming to him? Because apparently they or say did. that he told them, he, well, and the shit he's talking is crazy. You know, he, somebody tell you my mind's being controlled, and the government's forcing me to watch Islamic videos. And and this guy's an ex-military guy who been over there. Wouldn't that put him on a watch list? Like, Whoa, this motherfucker crazy. Like yeah. he might and go the, and do some know, wild shit. He's got guns. I assume they know he's a gun carrier. This is the FBI. Don't they have access to the records? So I'm curious so how true this stuff is. But I mean, if that's the case, then. Oh hell could break break loose on that. Like I mean, was, this kind of, was this the kind of airport too that you, you go out on the on the actual you know runway tarmac or whatever to, to board your plane or, or I don't or know. But I don't think that's that's not a hard and fast rule. It depends on the air on the carrier. You, you know, I've I've been through tons of airports and it depends on the flight and the carrier. Sometimes at the same airport, sometimes I go through the um the umbilical, you know, you know, when you walk down the ramp and sometimes yeah. I board or exit a plane on the tarmac itself. So I don't think there's a hard and fast rule with that. 
But to answer your question, I, I'm not sure if if it was you know it's a traditional baggage claim area or if it was you know out out by the the uh, actual plane. Um, but yeah, I mean definitely, there's some questions there to to who knew about this guy. But at the same point, you know, um, this guy obviously planned this. I, well, again, I don't know that. I, I know that he planned to ship his gun with him. I don't know if he planned to just open it up in the baggage claim and start dumping. Uh, he's still alive, so I guess they can find out. Uh, Aunt Pooh, are you still there with us? Or are you dropping in and out? Yeah, I'm there. I had a crash, my computer crash. I, I didn't, uh, unfortunately, I've just got into the point where it's just been so many of these shootings between Turkey and France and Germany. I think there's something happened in uh, Sweden and a, a couple of number of things in the U.S. that I just hear about it and I just tune it out. I, I, unfortunately, I'm, I'm in the see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil mode when it comes to these terrorist um, shootings and these uh, mass shootings where, <sighs> unfortunately, I'm just getting to the point where I'm just like, look, I feel like Prince said, long as, as long as your soul is right with God, everything's going to be okay. And I'm just going to tune it out and just try to have this tunnel. Yeah, I'm sorry. I have this tunnel. Hey, like, okay, it happened, but I'm going to move forward. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to I don't want to get consumed by it. What's that? What was that Ice Cube? There's an Ice one of the Ice Cube uh, albums where he does an interlude where he meets this guy sitting on the park bench. Is it what you doing, bro? Oh, that's all. Oh, I'll wait for go. God. That's all. Uh, <laughs> wow. Oh, well, you ain't gonna need these shoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, man. Wow. Wow. I'm glad. I'm glad to know you guys are so religiously tolerant. You don't need to be putting them penises in your mouth. I mean, it is a it is a funny skit. Though. I mean, you know, this. Well, I'm just waiting on the Lord. Oh, waiting on the Lord, huh? You ain't gonna be needing these shoes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey what I'm what I'm trying to Go say ahead. is, I, I I I feel you on you have faith, but God gave us free will to act. That's the gift that He gave. I shouldn't say He. It gave us to act. It gave us free will. Okay. So we can't wait on it all the time. So he it I mean, wants us to act. Wait. Who said anything about waiting? I said that my soul. I feel like I've made my soul right with Jehovah, my God. Yeah. And I'm just have this tunnel vision. I'm like, okay, that happened. I'm gonna keep going this way. But, I, I try not to. I try not to just stay into that because I just don't want to get. I just don't want to just get get it, get me down and turn me into something that I don't want to be. The scare most. I'm not. I'm not throwing any shade at you. He's <laughs> a scared gun toting. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, wait. I'm like, wait. I'm not trying to throw any shade. Bump of stickers. Ah, <laughs> oh, nice. I'm just nice. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Because, like I said, I'm. I'm in the same way with Q. Where I'm going to get a gun for home protection and just in case. But I just don't want to just get. I just want to get a place where I'm, I'm sorry, Q. I'm just gonna go ahead and say, it. yeah. I just want to get a place where I'm like, like you, you care about my just, feelings anyway. <laughs> I'm just hating the world. I just don't want to be there and, and just seeing it time and time and time again and trying to analyze it and try to make sense of it. I just think it just it just will make you go crazy. I know, but Aunt, I I got on the show and admitted you were right about a couple of things. When it came to talking to me about getting active, now it sounds like you're going the other way. I'm 
not saying I'm not getting active. I'm just saying that I just I, I I heard about this. I heard about this. My wife even asked, but what do you think about it? I'm like, man, I, I try not to think about it. I just because I, I, I can't make any sense of it. I just can't. It's like I try. I'm sorry. I go at your boy Bill Maher and say you're full of shit about how you go at these Muslims. But every time I turn around, it's something radical, Islamic based, and I'm just thinking like. I can't. I can't make sense of it. I don't know how to make sense of it for my wife and my kids. And the best thing I can do is just say, "Look, make sure your soul's all right, and try to live your life the best way you can. And don't try to get the because, like, for example, my mom. My mom has the money to travel to Europe, to travel to um, down to Australia, to travel to Africa, but she will not leave Los Angeles because they're doing all this shit over there." And I'm just saying, I just don't, I do not want to get to get this in my in my head and get into that frame of space where I don't want to live my life because oh, if I go over there, I might I might be the time somebody blows up the Eiffel Tower. That's well, okay. my well, I, I understand where you're coming from now. You it's you you shaded it a little bit differently. You're saying you're not going to be frozen in fear. Yeah, there you go. Okay, well, you said it a little differently before. Like, sound like before you say I ain't going to get involved. <laughs> No, I'm just saying, I'm not going to let this, I'm just not going to let this consume me. All of this, I'm not going to let it consume me. Yeah, I might ease up on going to Europe, though, right now. <laughs> I mean, I feel you, but it might not be good to go to Europe or anywhere. You know, I uh, would I do. Shout out to our Europe Europe listeners, though. <laughs> no, no disrespect, no, disrespect no, whatsoever. No disrespect. You know, uh, yeah, I don't think I'm going to France for a while. There's just way too many things coming at, the, coming at them. I'm I, like. I've been to France. I've been to Turkey, Middle East. I, I'm, I'm I mean, back. there's probably people on on that those countries that probably look at America the same way, right? Like, I mean, they got Trump over there, or, you know, they killing. I ain't going to Chicago, or I'm not gonna go to New York, or you know, just nah, all this see, going on. Now, nah, you see, you that's interesting that you said that. All the stuff we're talking about here, it, it doesn't compare to what's going over and going on in some of the countries over there. No, I don't think they're thinking that. They they're thinking they're laughing at us. Like you, you think y'all got problems? No, you never know. It could be I, the black person might be like, "I'm not going to America. It's too fucking racist over there." Yeah, I, I agree with that. <laughs> we do that internally now because I'm a very well educated man and whatnot. But I will be damned if I ever go to Alabama. That ain't gonna happen. Yeah. So I ain't going well, to Chicago. <laughs> I'm good. I've been to Chicago. So, I made I've that. been there before, but I ain't right now. Unless I'm gonna be in the other, I'm good. I almost got jacked the first time I went there, so I damn sure ain't going now where they, well, they smoking people. Huh? Where did you go to Chicago? <laughs> was I'll Smith? tell you that story. Damn. Say it again. Where did you go? Where you almost got I jacked? was downtown. I was in right. Downtown? I was I right there by uh, Wrigley Field. Uh, we played in a club right across the street. The the, the Huggy Bear, and we were walking. <laughs> played in club? What? I was there with Mixler. Huggy Bear. <laughs> yeah, it's right across the street from Wrigley Field. That just sounds so ghetto. <laughs> but it's, Wait, a, it's, a, it's, it's not a black club or nothing. <laughs> but yeah, on, we were walking. This was uh, Tobias was with me, and we had we, we did our show, you know, um, and we were staying at a real nice hotel downtown Chicago, and uh, our van had broke down. That's what happened. So uh, me and uh, this other dude named Andy. Shout out to Andy Pullman. Uh, evil tambourines we were like well we'll just get your cab uh tobe was gonna stay with the van and the tow truck guy was gonna come now mind you this is what two in the morning 
And so we're walking down the main strip there, you know, with the clubs and stuff. And I had my laptop bag with me. Andy was walking with me. Is this still no Ridley Field? Well, this is now like we're down the street from Ridley. We're sort of like, I don't know. There was like a main sort of strip where the clubs was at going downtown and stuff. And stuff. Okay. And we're walking down the street and I see like some of the clubs are starting to let out or whatever. So I see people starting to come out on the street. And I'm like, oh, OK. And uh, I just hear these brothers across the street. Hey, Potton. And I'm like, I don't know nobody. I just so keep walking till we get a cab. Oh, no, nah, partner, you're going to have to check that bag in, playboy. And now I know they're talking to me, right? So I tell my dude, he's white, I said, dude, whatever you do, do not stop and look back at them. And ask, just, just keep walking. And here they come running across the street. And I'm like, wow, it's about to go down. Luckily enough, right, when he's, I hear like almost like a big semi, burr, burr, and it's the tow truck coming down the street. With Tobias in our van and shit, and I'm like, oh, thank God! And right when he pulls up, you know, they have to move out of the way, so we hop right up in that bitch. But I was like, man, Chicago ain't no joke. Uh, that that was back in '98, '99, and I don't think they had the high murder rate then. But I damn sure ain't going out there. Now. <laughs> I'm good. Well, hey, I'll just say this, man. Um, I mean, that's that, that's not a good scene to be in, but I mean. I feel like if I go to any city and I'm in and I'm in the club scene and it's nighttime, I feel like I don't attribute that to Chicago. I just attribute that being in the club scene at nighttime. I've been in many a nighttime. I mean, I've been DC. Oh, I never had no problems. But I'm just saying my experience in Chicago. Now I thought Chicago was dope. It looked great. The people in the club was fine, and they treated us. I mean, we had a ball. But I'm just saying, the one time I was there. That was the one time I almost got jacked in life. <laughs> it just had it just happened to be in Chicago. That's all I'm saying. Well, I would say you should give Chicago another try. Just stay away from the clubs at night. Well, I was there for business, so I was trying to get my money. I, don't, I mean, I'm just saying, don't matter if you're there for business pleasure or what. Don't go near the clubs at night. See what happens. Well, apparently, what happens is cats getting shot 700 times. That's what happens. So. If you're going to the south side of Chicago. Yeah. That's why I said I'm just good. I'd rather not play the risk. I think Chicago's a beautiful looking city. And apparently for some people, that really ain't a problem. But for whatever reason, black men are getting gunned down. And I happen to be a black guy. So I'm not, I got too much to lose. I say you go, well, I'm good. That's all I'm saying. Let, 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 okay. That's your opinion. Let me just say this. You went to Chicago. And actually, I've been there twice. I'm sorry. I, I've been to Chicago okay, you've, been, you've been there twice. You almost got mugged once. Terrible experience. Don't, not, don't mean to diminish it. I've been there thousands of times. I have people who grew up in Chicago. They've never been mugged. Thousands? I've been there. I told you I used to live an hour away from Chicago. Thousands? Why is that? <laughs> I was like, it's a sample or something. Thousands? <laughs> <laughs> a sound clip. I lived an hour away from Chicago for five years. Thousands is, un- is impossible to believe. Thousands? I lived... 20 minutes from San Francisco for the first 23 years of my life. I haven't been there a thousand times. Okay. Well, I'm not taking nothing from what you said, Q. You, you possibly have. This nigga want to check me. I'm, I'm not man. going. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have and nothing against Chicago. I'm just, I'm good. I, I'm not taking that chance. It's probably less of a chance for where you put it, Q. And I ride with you. I support you. Do you. But I'm just cool. That's all I'm <laughs> I love it. Wow. Shout out to Chicago. All right, ladies and gentlemen, 
Uh, we had a little technical thing, but we're going to come to an end of this right here and take a break on the Michael Dean show. Hey, y'all, I got a great new album in the mail today. Close your eyes. Onyx Communications and Hey Love Productions proud to present Hey Love, the classic styles of sexy soul. The moments. Stylistics, the incomparable Delphonics, and much, much more. You get 40 of the greatest soul ballads ever recorded. Not sold in any store, this exclusive TV offer is available only here, only now. Write this toll-free number down and call now to order this timeless soul treasure taken from original masters. The Shy Lights. Barbara Mason. The immortal Linda Jones. And 20 more unforgettable soul classics. Remember, this limited offer is not available in any store. Operators are standing by. Only for the sounds of sexy soul getaway. This is a fantastic album, man. Let me borrow it. No, my brother. You've got to buy your own. To order your copy of this classic collection, have your credit card ready and call 1-800-423-9900. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back from our break there. Uh, let's see. we got some more stories to go through. First off, this is a major story. I don't know why this is not on Fox News, CNBC, Don Lemon. Uh, I don't know why they're not pushing this narrative. Chris Brown versus Soldier. You just answered your own question. <laughs> Chris Brown versus Soldier Boy. This is a real thing. This is actually going to be a pay-per-view event, apparently, in March. Uh, excuse me. Put on Floyd Mayweather. I think it's putting this together. Uh, here's Let me back it up for a minute. Now, of course, we all know who Chris Brown is. As uh, a R&B singer, uh, most notably, unfortunately, for having a run-in with Rihanna, uh, where she got beat. Uh, then he's had his numerous sort of problems, his arguments and fights, and just all kind of little foolishness, sort of immature antics. I will say this: he's, he's talented, you know. Uh, I'm not necessarily. He's, he's a good dancer. He's good dance. He's got some good songs. Uh, I, I, I give him credit in terms. I mean, he's not. He's not trash in terms of the music. No. Um, no. Soldier Boy, uh, rapper, uh, probably one of the first uh, rappers or entertainers that I can think of that really got uh, a musician, quote unquote musician, who got big off the internet. Uh, was it Crank That? I think it was the name of that, <laughs> name of that song. Soldier Boy, oh, you know, it was, it was a huge hit. He was very, he was a teenager at the time. He was a kid. Uh, put it out online, made bank, and he sort of parlayed his career. Lately, now, he is known for getting into beefs online, stunting online. I will say this. On one hand, I tip my hat to Soldier Boy for his accomplishments. I, I give him that. He totally now understands the how to get online and keep himself relevant in the conversation, even if it's for the wrong things. But 
over the last few months, he has been on social media heavy and his stock for whatever reasons has gone up. He's on conversations. He's keeping himself relevant. I think he was also on a reality show. He's on Love and Hip Hop at one point. He was <clears throat> dating uh, Teddy Riley's daughter. T- Teddy Riley's daughter. I remember there was a scene with him and Teddy. Um, but anyway. Teddy, Teddy went for that? <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> um, and so now it, there's this beef between Chris Brown and Soldier Boy, and apparently it started over a female, if I'm not mistaken. What's the young lady's name? Karochi? Karuchi? Where, where's Aunt Pooh? <laughs> no, I, mean, wow. I don't know. I don't know what her name is. I, I'm going to call her the simp maker. <laughs> but Karuchi, she is a very nice looking young lady. Mark, I'm going to need a flag on the play. I know you be mispronouncing the fuck out some names. Well, I don't know. Her what name is, what is it? Then you know it's Karuchi, right? K- what does she do? Well, that's another thing. <clears throat> I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say this: she now stars in one of these like Sharknado movies. I did see she's on the oh, cover shit. of one of that, but that's just recently. I think she got came up like a lot of these people. She came up through being Chris Brown's girlfriend, I believe, and just became sort of famous off of that. And she's online, you know. Uh, she's you know a nice looking girl. And she sort of parlayed her position of like, hey, I used to be with Chris and then he's kind of bugging out on me and cheating on me with Rihanna and blah, blah, blah. So she kind of came out through that whole gossip, you know, type of thing. She doesn't have a sex tape or anything like that. And I think she's trying wow. to do like, she's doing like a fashion line. I mean, she, you know, she's trying to parlay her, her notoriety. I'll say that. I do recognize his name. You, you weren't that close. You weren't that far off, Kirk. Karachi, I think. It yeah, Karuchi or something. People, a lot of people, they they just Kakarachi, <laughs> or, you know, whatever. But so anyway, apparently, uh, Soldier Boy liked. This is where it sounds so ridiculous. Soldier Boy liked one of her pictures on Instagram or something, and Chris Brown had a problem with that. What? Yeah, I guess he reached out to him and said, "Hey, man, why are you liking her picture?" I mean, now he's not dating her. She so what's your problem? She huh? wanted nothing to do with him, apparently. But he feels like that's his girl, period. You know. So I think it kind of started from that. And then they just started going back and forth on Instagram and making videos about each other, threatening each other. They both claim to be gang members in the Bloods and stuff like that. I don't know why you would want to. Stupid. Uh, so they, they that talk, that gang talk starts up, you know. I'll blast you and I'll shoot you. I'll beat your ass and uh, there were videos. Uh, Soldier Boy really started kind of going in, calling Chris Brown like a drug addict and a cokehead. You know, I was I was in the studio, you was doing lines and, and just some <laughs> real wild stuff. Your daughter, you doing drugs in front of your daughter. When I was over your house, you was all high and your kids are running wild. I mean, it's just some wild stuff, man. Allegations. So, uh, yeah, it's, and this is, you know, I'm not going to, this ain't where we are. This is where these cats are. And as it gets more out of control, the gang talk, uh, there was a great video. I was hilarious. Where Soldier Boy is walking down the street in Compton uh, with, or I guess with alleged blood gang members and basically saying like, I'm in, this is my hood. I can go down the streets, you know, 
and I'm good. You know, he's just talking real crazy, and people are flashing guns. Shout out to Q. <laughs> ignorant. Just ignorant. You mean ignorant? And there's one point where he walks up to some dude on the street, like, "Hey, yeah, that what's up? That's right, blood or whatever." And dude's like, "Get the fucking hands off me!" And pushes him, and then the phone sort of, kind of goes down. It looks like they're gonna start fighting. Now, at first, that the first video came out, people were p- pushing the narrative, "Oh." Uh, Chris Brown, about, I mean not Chris Brown, but Soulja Boy is about to get his ass whooped, you know, talking all this crazy shit from the streets, and here come the streets to get him. There's another camera angle that came out, and yeah, the dude does push him, and there's a all this thing starts starts to start up, but Soulja Boy didn't get his ass whooped. He's kind of trying to square up a little bit too, but then you know some real gang dudes are there, and they're like back all that shit up and blah blah blah. So I guess in Whatever naggardom of sense and civility there is within this sort of environment, they said, you know what? Why don't you guys put the guns down before somebody gets hurt? And why don't we do a pay-per-view fight? Why don't you guys actually just get in the ring? And I think it was 50 Cent. Of course. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah, I think 50 Cent was got involved and started kind of clowning. But I think even – I don't know if he was – joking or he makes it so funny because he's kind of like no let me call the floyd and then we can get these niggas in the ring and blah 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 so it has turned into apparently a real thing now where they're gonna have a match uh between these two guys for, for charity somebody's, somebody's on their don king is what it is P- pretty much may, may i may i say it for for the i don't know who's who's been saying it but this is why we can't be great see that's why i didn't want to put it on we this is why these Cats can't be crazy because <laughs> this shit is crazy. <laughs> you know, I think and to me, it gets, go ahead, go ahead. But no, I'm just saying, this is why we can't have nice things. Can I say one other thing? Go for it, George. This girl, this girl is cute, but she ain't worth getting in the ring over. Well, I think yeah, you're right, uh, and and it, I think it went beyond over her at this point. And she, and she came back out and said, you know, I don't want nothing to do with this. You know, you guys are embarrassing yourselves. Like, I, I ain't got nothing to do with either one of you. But I think on one hand, you have a guy like Chris Brown, who for whatever reasons can't get over this girl or so protective of her, uh, where I don't think she wants anything to do with him either. And so when you factor that in, and then, of course, the egos get involved with, nigga, how are you going to tell? You know, and, and you start airing out people's kids and their lifestyle. It turns into a whole other thing. And then you have these gangbangers bloods are real real gang members on the sidelines like I'm affiliated with this guy no I'm affiliated with this guy which I don't know if they're extorting these guys I I have no idea why you would want to even claim to be that and I wanted to ask Ant because I'm like the thing about it which is confusing to me I know Soulja Boy is from like the south or something like that he ain't got nothing to do with LA and Compton, he's screaming off. That's my. You're not. That's not your hood. You're not from there. Neither is Chris Brown, for that matter. I think he's from Atlanta or something. So I, I'm just curious, like how how are they claiming L.A. Bloods and these gangs and stuff? They have nothing. They never come from that. Like I don't know why you'd even want to be associated with that in the first place. Because it just, I mean, that's not a fun lifestyle. You you have to put in work. 
I, I saw some gang members came out on the videos and they was like, Soldier Boy, you're not okay, go kill a crip or where are your guns at? Or what you gonna go put in some work? Because I had to put in some work to to claim this. So how are you you know, so I wouldn't want to mess with those types of guys and be false what do they call it? False flagging? You can get get killed playing playing around with that environment. I mean, Chris Brown, didn't he get shot at in the club and the bullets hit Suge and those bloods and stuff like that? I think so, yeah. Yeah, Why would you want to? You're a singer. (laughs) I don't don't get it. I mean, why can't people just... This is when I say shut up and sing. Not when it comes to politics. Yeah, say what you want to say, but this kind of shit, yeah, shut up and sing. I'm reading this. You never hear Go ahead. There's only one you know, possible. You never hear. Uh, oh, go ahead, Sean. No, I was gonna say you, you never hear. You know, white artists get involved in shit. I always, I was a black one. <laughs> you on that your is cute. not true. That is not he true. He went there. He went there. <laughs> um, Guns N' Roses knows. and Motley Crue and Nirvana had you know the same squabbling back in the early nineties. Same silly shit. Well, yeah, I guess so. Not not to this but, extent though. But no, Sean, no. But to Sean's point, neither one of them was saying, "Yeah, I killed a mother." Yeah, you ain't shit. I killed somebody, and let's get in the ring. They weren't doing that stupid shit. No, no, they weren't doing that. But the only good thing about this is that <clears throat> now Chris Brown has an opportunity to show what he can do against a man. Mm. Yeah, I said it. So hopefully, if this does happen, and I am very skeptical. But if this does happen, I hope Soldier Boy beats his ass. I was like, you go buy a ticket. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shit, you don't be on BET, so I'll probably check it out. Wow. Well, it's, paper, it's pay-per-view, fellas. So. That ain't going to happen. <laughs> well, they, they have uh, Floyd Mayweather, this video of him training Soldier Boy, and he's got his, he's, they, put a, they put a flyer out. He's got Floyd Mayweather production. Why not? It's real. This is, why not? A pay per view ah, provider is not going to sink money up front in this bullshit. Oh, I mean, they could do it online and just take all the money themselves. Now, that, now they may do that, you know, uh, online, you know, webcast. Well, again, web- this is yeah. if Floyd Mayweather Productions. I would assume like he has some juice in the game. Or, right. so, so, but, if, you know, if he wants, well, I'm saying so. If he's backing it, I guess it could be real. This is what it's coming oh, to now. That's a good question, Q. I, now, I guess so. I mean, we used to have, and it was all stupid. We used to have rap beefs, hip hop beefs. They would put it on wax, and that was entertaining. I, I, hey, I'm old school. I, Roxanne, Shantae, UTF, <laughs> all that stuff. Well, that was great stuff. It was on. It was on records. Now, then it went to Pac got killed. Uh, uh, your man from DMC, Run DMC got killed. Uh, Who's uh, Biggie gets killed? I mean, now they now they capping people now. Well, you know what? As I'm talking, I'm like, okay, at least they're gonna take it to the ring. They're not gonna do anything stupid like try to shoot each other. <laughs> yeah, actually, the the flyer for the event it says put the guns down, and you know, put on the boxing gloves or something like that. So it's sort of a whole thing like we don't have to have the violence. Just put them in the ring, man up then. So that's what Chris, oh, I guess Chris okay. Rock would say. That's that's Chris Rock's definition: two steps forward. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Wow. What does it say? I'm going to say, what does it say about black folks that we're like, oh, well, they're only, thank God they're just going into the ring. 
Yeah, Jesus. man. That's and that's yeah. Here's the flyer posted by uh, Mayweather himself. It says, "Put the guns okay. down and put on the gloves." Soldier Boy versus or Chris Brown versus Soldier Boy live on pay per view. Mayweather Promotions. The money, you know, was it TMT? The money team has got pictures. It looked like a real boxing. I guess it is. A, it's a real boxing thing. Got the pictures on it. <laughs> we should get I mean, Q and Anna on the undercard. Hilarious. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't this be better by putting out a record? Well, they both kind of suck at this point, so it's like they'd probably get more money doing this than they would their music. Unfortunately. But, uh, and that's if, I mean, if you if you're if you're a halfway thinking person, if Floyd Mayweather called you and said, Yo, man, uh, we're gonna hook this up, we're gonna put you in the ring with, with your man. But I, at that point I'd be like Damn! Wait a minute. This this Negro calling me talking about get me in the ring with this dude. Maybe I need to fall back. <laughs> I agree. But but they, they, you're dealing with just Chris Brown face. and Soldier Boy, they, and they both claiming to be blood gang members and they're celebrities. So I mean, their thought process is so out of the park, man. Does it make sense? Yeah, I, I, I fought I fought Chris Brown for this more than you know, uh, you know. Soldier Boy, that that goes without saying, but you know, I've always said Chris Brown need to go somewhere for a couple years. He need to grow a, a Marvin Gaye beard, throw on a hat, you know, and and write some introspective stuff, put it down on wax, and 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 come back that way and leave all. Has he written anything yet? Stuff. I don't know. I, I don't listen to him. He beating down like, women. You know, I know that. Leave the thugger. Lead, lead a thuggery to to the thugs, and you know, do here's my, do what you do best. Here's my question: Beat bitch. How you gonna have Rihanna beat her ass, <laughs> and then start beefing over this this lightweight chick? Exactly. You had Rihanna, fam. Well, you never. What what did I say? Maybe the juicier was a little juicier. Karuchi. <laughs> Juicy Karuchi. Hey. <laughs> it might be a, a snappy dappy, maybe a little more snappy on Karuchi than it was. With... Snappy dappy. <laughs> I just made. It. Let me ask. Okay, let me ask. Let me ask the three of y'all this: Who would you get in the ring for? Just curious. Money talks. I get in there for some papers. I said. I said who? Uh, Benjamin Franklin. Wow. I mean, you're talking about like go, celebrity chicks or something. Like I that? could go somewhere with that, but I'm not going to. No, they're fi- they're willing to fight over Leslie this Jones. Karuchi. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> Is that your answer, Mike? That's your answer. Okay. No, I thought that was yours, but nah. Are you, I, I was I was asking you. Are you talking about like celebrity people? Who would I get in the ring for? Who? What woman would you get in the ring for? Oh, my daughter. See, I'm, I'm that nice guy. Man, exactly. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Caveman shit there, Q. Seriously. <laughs> what? Okay, I'll oh, say okay. it again. That's some caveman shit there, Q. Seriously. Mm. No one, and whip somebody's no, ass and I get a shot at so and so. Fuck out of here with that, man. There's no woman you'd fight for. My you know, my goddaughter. I'm talking about okay, damn. You mean so for some pussy? <laughs> no, so it's a diff- talking, yeah, because Q I mean, about some fantasy shit. Yeah, but um, the thing is what they're fighting for, n- none of them have a chance with her at this point, apparently, to her. So it's not like that's their woman, though. They're just... F- yeah, it was. Just, listen, we're doing a show. We're trying to make it interesting and fun. I'm just, it's just a damn question. Damn. Okay. 
Move on. I thought you was cute world order. I thought you was coming with that. If you don't know the answer, I thought you was coming with all that. Now it just is. I just wanted to have a little fun and see who y'all thought was attractive. Sorry, sir. Negro scholar. I was just trying to get to your level, man. I was trying to get on to your level. That's all. Damn. I figured Mike would say Rosa Acosta or somebody. See how he threw this like slight shade. I figured Mike would be. Why? Why you got? <laughs> That's all right. Sean would be Giselle. Sean would be Giselle Bunchen. I don't even know who that is. Who? I don't even know who that is. What? Tom Brady's wife. Y'all was under a rock or something. <laughs> wow. Well, I kind of have, but I'm sorry. Yeah, okay, who was? Uh, who was uh, Tiger Woods' girl? Nordigan something? Elon hmm? Nord- Nordgren. Why you Why you putting that on Sean, fam? I'm used to it, but I don't even know who that is. Wow, what, Kate Upton. I, I would fight. Wow. I might fight for wow. Kate Upton. I'm not putting it on Sean. I put it on that. Shoot. Well, who I would you pick? Her. You? Who would you pick? You just for fun? Huh? Who would you pick? What? Who do you think? Oh, Haley Berry. Right. What? <laughs> Haley Berry, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. There's a few. Haley, Sophia, Nicole Bahari. Yeah, I, I'll take a ass with them. Nicole Bahari. Who is that? You mentioned that name uh, before. Who is Sleepy she? Hollow. She, oh, she was on right, Sleepy right. Oh, that's right. They got, you know, funny you mentioned, I saw some pictures from the new one. They got some new chick on there, don't they? It's yeah, like, she was in True Blood. She was in, uh, she's she's kind of fine. They got a new nigga this year. She nigga. was. She was fought. She was she. She appeared fully naked in True Blood. Oh, is, th- is that right? That's right. With Tina. <laughs> Say what? I was like, yeah, who's that? Is well, that she name? she appeared fully naked in. <laughs> oh, Creeper file. Well, you know, hey, we all we all know about Rosario Dawson. I'm not mad at you for that. So don't get mad at me because I know that. What is, what's well, Rosario what's, Dawson? What, no, what's the chick's name? The, who does she play Janine, on True Blood? Janine Garankar, I think her name is. Gavanka or Garanka? I like she played. She played Sam Malat's girlfriend. She was a chick. Oh, now she was a chick. Oh. I was just making fun of you. The, the I, first thing you referenced was the creeper stuff. I was. That's what I was just saying. Creeper? What are you talking about? No, as I said, I don't know where she's from. Oh, well, she wasn't naked on Playboy version. Uh, Playboy <laughs> issue two, page sixty four. I, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I watched the show True Blood. So oh, I know. I, 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 I didn't it. know. I, no, I get it. I'm not mad at you. Yeah, okay. I'm not mad. <laughs> uh, the, show, uh, the show's gone off the rails once again. Oh, hey, Mike, let me, what, what music are you going to put under this now? Oh, but, oh wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> you and me going to get in the ring right now. <laughs> Oh, you fight over that. We're going to get in the ring right now. <laughs> you fight over that, though. Huh? How you going <laughs> to clown me like that? Didn't you even <laughs> say in that segment, I bet you're going to put some music on. I was like, oh, yeah, but you're damn right. Okay, let me go. <laughs> you ain't supposed to do it. Oh, well, you, hey, you better careful what you ask for, man. You're putting that out that's there. Why I put that clip, that's why I put that clip of American Me on on that, on that the poll, on Facebook. <laughs> that's how you be doing your podcast, brother. Coming up behind him with the, uh, uh, what do you call it? The rot or whatever you call it. Huh? See? It's all for show and jokes, man. I know you can take it. Excuse me? Pause. I know it was, it was funny, though. Didn't you, you laughed about it, though, didn't you? Huh? I know you chuckled yourself about it. 
<sighs> yeah, no, you, you didn't find it funny at all. Well, yeah, I found it funny. That's not the point. I'm trying to man up here. <laughs> Why are you gonna call my bluff? Like I'm damn. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, anything else? I have like a serious headache. I don't know why. <clears throat> I got up on the wrong side of the bed or something. Damn! Here you go. Go ahead and say. No man, I got nothing. I got nothing on that. <laughs> give you a free shot. Hey, hit me right on the chin, man. Go ahead. What? No, I was like, I'll give you a free shot. Go ahead, hit me right on the chin. Nah, uh, nah. <laughs> See, don't, you don't want to say free shot. Don't say that. <laughs> wow. Did anybody see Hidden Figures? I saw I saw Hidden Figures yesterday. Oh, well, where's the review? Tell us about I it. I did not. Uh, well, you know, you had your agenda. Yeah, I, I didn't want to, you know, throw a monkey wrench in your, in your plan. But uh, I saw it yesterday. Um, <clears throat> I'd say overall, it's good. It's very, I was a little disappointed at how formulaic it is. Like, just picture any, picture like any feel-good movie, like Rudy or, um, uh, help me out, Sean. Um, uh, any of those movies where they, they, they punctuate the moments, like Hurricane or, um, mm. uh, uh, what's the other one? Um, I can't think, I'm drawing a blank now. But all these movies where the where people triumph and they, it's very Disney kind of Disney-fied, and they want you to feel good at a certain moment, so they put in the strings and the music swells, and there's a lot of that. And I don't think it was necessary for this story. Hmm. Um, I thought the story should—I thought they should have taken a tone that was a lot grittier. The guy who directed it—I never heard of his name. I never heard of him before. I think his name was Theodore Melfi. Um, never Melfi? heard of him before. Mel uh, M E L F I. I know what you're going. I know what you're doing. <laughs> But uh, no, nah. uh, <clears throat> but it has it's way too manipulative when it doesn't need to be. But having said that, there are some moments in the film where I even though I knew I was being manipulated, I did not mind. And it had it, 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 it did work effectively. I just wish, you know, how like they you always you see these movies, particularly in the civil rights era, <clears throat> where they don't want to they, they want you to have a clear cut. Uh, understanding who the bad guy is, who the good guy is. I mean, I know we had it rough back then, but I, I just find it hard to believe that every time we entered a room, white folks looked at us like, oh, we're going to kill her. We're going to kill, you know, I, it's a lot of that, you know, and and the black people being the noble warriors and taking it on the chin and that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of that, but putting that aside, there are a few moments where um, that technique works it's very clear that Kevin Costner does not want to play a bad guy. Um, you know, it was one of those things where you were meant to you you're meant to like him, even though he he you know you could see him as being just as complicit in um, segregation. But he has his moments where he's like, oh yeah, we're gonna. I don't want to spoil anything, but you know, um, it could have been a little bit more gritty. Uh, and but I will say, Jim Parsons. Who uh, you know from? You should know from um, Big Bang Theory. He plays Sheldon. I commend Roseanne. him because he, he was on Roseanne. No, he was. Yeah, he was no, on Roseanne. You're taking, Dan, you're taking Johnny Galecki, man. Okay, my bad, my bad. Moving on. Okay. Damn, sexy. Calm down. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I will commend him for uh, for taking on a role where he is an asshole, total asshole. And you know, you don't see a lot of these. You don't see a lot of TV stars who want to transition into movies. I don't think you see a lot of them willing to take on bad guy roles, but he does, and he's good in it too. But I, I, I will tell you, man, at the end, <clears throat> I'm not going to say what happens, but I was like, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. This movie, they were manip- trying to manipulate me throughout the whole movie. I'm not going to cry. And then they showed the actual women, the three women. Hmm. And they showed a picture of Obama putting the Presidential Medal of Freedom on one of the women. I'm like, damn. <laughs> Damn! Why y'all doing this? And I'm up there. I'm up there with my son sitting next to me and my wife. And you know I'm on the slide. I'm like, oh, I got uh, what? Did I get some salt popcorn in my eye or something? And <laughs> try to wipe my. Eye. <laughs> so I would say it's it's worth going to see. It it, it could have been so much better if they had just let the material do its own thing instead of having to goose us into certain emotions. Hmm. But um, it's worth seeing. Is it on the uh, c- comparing it to like fences? I would say fences is fences is a much better directed film, and I know that's ironic to say that because fences it's staged like a play. There's not much to it, but the material really, I can say that it's much. Put it this way: if they had done with fences, what if the director Denzel had done with fences? If he had struck the tone that this guy did with Hidden Figures, Fences would be horrible. But that's a case. Fences is a case where the camera doesn't move. It just sets up uh, on the the, uh, plane of the audience like you're sitting in the theater seats. But that's all it needed to do. Okay? So I think Fences is a far better directed film, even though there's not really much going on in terms of technical mechanics. With this film, uh, Hidden Figures, there's a lot going on with the camera, but it wasn't necessary. Mm-hmm. A lot of music cues that weren't necessary. It's like, just let the when the material speaks for itself, man. You don't have to give me that ta- you know, uh, Taylor Hackford treatment or Avil- John Avildsen treatment. <laughs> just give me the story. Let it let it breathe. All right. I, uh, real quickly, I don't think we heard on this, on this show. What did you think of Fences? I know you saw that. Finally, get a chance to see it. I thought it was excellent. I, I, I would give that four out of five stars. Right. You took your uh, son I, to I, see I, this, right? Yeah, he wasn't into it, but he was into hidden figures. He he okay. he. I think it's because it had sort of like a science, and it had you know rockets and stuff like that. But fences, he was not having it. <laughs> but um, I liked fences. I thought Denzel. I mean, Denzel does one thing, but damn, if there's one thing. Better than seeing Denzel play a good guy is seeing him play a bad guy. And um, there was one part where I'm like, damn, this, this dude is a real asshole. He's not apologizing for anything he's done. <laughs> and he's acting like, yeah, what? 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 You, you got something? You want to say something? What, you got what, something to say? What would you think if you tried to play it like, play some shit like that? If I did my wife like that? Yeah. Shit. Man, come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I it's, it's just got to happen this way now. This is the way it is now. You, you go along with I it. Can't, I can't even bring home a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking. I'm like, damn, really? That's how you're gonna talk to her? <laughs> you know, you fucked up, right? <laughs> I know, right? It may sound like it was her fault. Or 
And but there's one the one thing I'm not gonna say it deterred me from the movie, kind of like Moonlight did. I, I thought that ending that movie was really good until the ending. It's like they they were too lazy to flesh out a a a, a, a Ma that film. And this one, the one thing I I understand why they did it, and it it works. But I wasn't happy about it. Something happens. I don't know. Can I spoil it now or should I not? Do it. Do it. No, nah. I don't care. Go ahead. It's up to you, man. I'm not going to. One of the characters meets a resolution. Let's put it that way. See, I like. But we don't. We don't see it on screen. Oh wait, 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 wait. What are you talking about? Well, I can't say it without spoiling it. Something Uh, happens at the very, very end. Yeah, something happens at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It happens to one of the to a major character, and we don't get to see it, and kind of purge our feelings about that character and seeing how whatever happens happens. Okay. I thought that was a little I thought that was a little bit of a cheat because this character was such a major force. I'm like right. I need to see that person's come up and I see what you're and saying. we didn't necessarily get that. You know, not and that's me being kind of maybe spoiled. I mean, everything doesn't have to be laid out, but you know, I kind of wanted to see, that's what I was waiting for. Mm. To see this person like get, get a his. foot put in ass or something, right. you know what I mean? Yeah, I didn't mind it. I, I see what you're saying. I, I guess I didn't mind it that bad. It's it's kind of jarring. I was like, oh, okay, right. But the, the but the scenes we get with his son and the girl, I, I really like that. But I understand what you're saying. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there is a fight scene between the the the, the father and the son. And I thought, okay, here's where he's going. Uh, okay, his son's a man. Now he gonna, he's going to show his dad. He's going to show <laughs> Denzel that Denzel is wrong. Yeah. And that he he got his ass ass. <laughs> I'm like, dude, come on. Yeah. The dude is 55. Hey, come on, man. ass man. This is my house, nigga. You better <laughs> recognize. I was but I was surprised when the son manned up and said, you in my way. I live in that house, too. And I was like, oh, okay, the screenwriter is now going to put the show the father that the son is now the teacher. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> it, it was not going down like that. We all got to learn one way or the other. You ain't got to like the rules in this bitch, but this is my motherfucking house. Boy, put hands on you. Yeah, I, yeah. I kind of want to see that again, actually. I can, you know, if, oddly enough, I I kind of do too. I wait till it comes out on on video, yeah. but I, it's just the, it, it, I mean, Den, Denzel's a force of nature, man. He's not human. <laughs> He's like, he. I put him in the same category as Robert De Niro and George Lucas. They only do or did one thing, but the one thing they did, I could watch over and over and over and over again. That's interesting you say that because, like a De Niro. I'm glad uh, Denzel doesn't try to do the De Niro route where he sort of flips the script and let me go do these comedies or, you know, let me get outside of my lane. Because I would I would hate to see Denzel turn up in one of these comedies and try to be funny. Like if he don't really got that chop down. But I think he does. He has comedy. He did his first movie was a comedy. Um, Carbon copy. Yeah, Carbon copy. Yeah, but that's not good, is it? Like that's not what he's. 
I'm talking about like, the time. Like, like during like like De Niro, like the stuff he be doing now, it kind of makes his classic. It, it diminishes a little bit because I'm like, yeah, he's on some bullshit now. Like he's a dope actor, but he's trying. You know, he's trying to be these comic stuff, and it's like, ah, eh, well, that's not really your lane, <clears throat> B. He did, yeah. He did do uh, what was it, Bad Grandpa? What was that movie? I didn't, I didn't yeah, even watch that. That was Zach, Ep- Zach that Efron. Was <clears throat> I mean, he he's he's done so many bad movies of late that yeah, like like Mike said, it, it kind of diminishes you know the, the Raging Bulls and the Godfathers and the it almost and outweighs and the, all of those uh, movies. Yeah, uh, yeah. Nine, No, no I'm saying like the impact of those movies are great, but it, I, I would I would argue I don't know for sure. Most he may actually now don't love he, those movies. Yeah, he that, may actually you know, now have done more of those whacker movies than he's done the dope stuff. Just because he, he seems to be probably, in a lot of movies. Yeah, he 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 probably should you know do like Pacino and just you know kind of do do less you know because he be in Cause like he does a lot of the, straight to video movies. Yeah. Exactly. Does? Oh, he's done a straight to video? Uh, quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Hang on, hang on, I'll pull him up. Yeah, he's been in quite a few. <laughs> oh man! That's I'm like, man. Well, the last, the last, the last semi comedy he did, I'm. He got good reviews. That was the intern. I didn't see it with Anne Hathaway. It was good. It was good. It just, it just had the same beats to all of these stupid rom coms. I'm, I wasn't. Yeah, now imagine seeing Denzel and all that kind of shit. That'd be like, eh. I do think Denzel should do something different, though. Yeah, but I don't want him to keep trying to get it right. And he started, well, I don't racked up 10 movies of these sort of subpar shit versus the, you know, the other. Go ahead. Yeah, I think the last kind of comedy he did was, uh, uh, what was that? The Preacher's Wife, I think. Which was, I've actually but, never seen that movie. Yeah. Is you talking about Denzel, right? Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, man. I, I think I said this on the show before. <clears throat> I'm a huge Denzel fan. I, I've tried to see everything he's done. I put that thing in, and I put that VHS in the VCR. I couldn't get to the remote and eject that shit fast <laughs> enough. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible. I've never even seen it. it. Don't look good. And that that was Whitney Houston's. Next role after I think that was her next role after the success of the bodyguard. So I'll, I'll give you a sample of some of uh, some of De Niro's, and I've seen a few of these. So uh, the Killing Season that was with uh, Josh Travolta. Let me tell you something. Oh that was horrible. Uh, he was in The Bagman with John Cusack. He was in Ellis. He was in Heist. Uh, Wait, the heist. That was, uh, that was with uh, um, uh, what's your boy's name? Played the Hulk. Ah, Lou Ferrigno. No, no, you're thinking of. Uh, <laughs> no, I know what you're talking about. No, I think there's a newer movie called Heist that he's in because I've no. seen that cover. Flash. Oh, right, I'm thinking of the score. I'm thinking of the score. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is with uh, Rob, this is with uh, actually uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Kate Bosworth, Morris Chestnut, David Bautista. Damn. Yeah, that's straight to video. That's on. It's on Amazon. Whenever you say Morris, and whenever you say Morris Chestnut, yeah, you want some straight to video shit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. But no, no, no. I, I like Morris Chestnut, but he can't catch a break. Oh, he's got. He's Rosewood. in that. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's on Rosewood. Yeah, you're right. Which you're I right. haven't seen. I haven't seen. That. I haven't seen. <laughs> I like I like Morris Chestnut, but I just can't watch his shit. 
Bring the video. So, I mean, but he has made some some good stuff, too. I mean, uh, American Hustle, uh, Joy uh, was was. Hold on, I don't even remember uh, him being in he was in American Hustle. I don't even remember him. Yeah, he was a he was a gangster. Yeah, he, had, yeah, he was. He had American one scene. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember. That's the movie with Bradley Cooper and mm-hmm. J Law. Yeah. Remember when they went to go see the 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 the, the, the gangsters or something? That was, that was De Niro. I guess I yeah. don't remember. But it's like he's playing. Well, I, he was playing kind of what you would expect De Niro to be playing in that movie. It wasn't one of them goofy kind of. You know, it's the shit you ain't never heard about, like what? the heist and all that shit. He did. A, he just did a movie, a boxing movie, right? Uh, yeah, uh, Hands of Stone, straight to video. No, well, no, it wasn't straight to video. I sure was in it, it, uh, I mean, he didn't yeah. go. It, it, it was not a wide release movie. I think yeah, it was. I, I saw it. it mm, no, it, it didn't it, come out it, here. No. Yeah, I saw it. It was okay. Um, it was one of the last films that I I gone to see, but. I mean, it wasn't again. It wasn't anything that was worthy of his of his talent. And he played uh, like a boxing guy, boxing manager to uh, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Rob, Roberto Duran. Who? It was it was Roberto Duran. Yeah, here's yes. his, uh, here's a movie, Killer Elite. <laughs> <laughs> Killer Elite. Robert De Niro. What's the guy that plays? Uh... <laughs> He's in all them action movies. The ball headed white guy. What's his name? I don't know. Well, damn. Transporter dude or something. Oh, Jason. Oh, Jason, Jason Statham. Oh no. <laughs> really? Uh, oh man. New Year's Eve. I never seen that one. It's tragic. Red lights. Tragic. Freelancers. Robert De Niro. Fifty Cent. And Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker. Straight to video. Damn. What's going on? You just got to go. You just got to know. Or, you know, he doesn't need the money, obviously. Right? I mean, he can't. And he he doesn't, like, need to work. So, you know, why does he? Why doesn't he just, you know, hang it up, do a pull a Gene Hackman or Jack Nicholson? and He obviously loves acting, apparently, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, I just can't believe that. Yeah, the heist, the heist was with uh, the guy who plays Nagin and the guy who plays Drax. Yeah, that was what I said. Yeah, Drax. that's what he said. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's. I just don't understand why um, there aren't. He can't find better scripts. He's Robert De Niro, for God's sake. I don't think he's trying. I mean, like I said, I mean, he's. You know he's why? I think doesn't care. It'd be probably because he is probably typecast. Exactly, in, in in sort of people's minds. So any big budget no, movie is probably not going to hire him because they know you're just going to see Robert De Niro. He, he how's he how's he typecasting getting cast in the intern? Well, that's what I'm saying. I said any of those bigger big budget movies. So these little small movies, he's a plus for them because they got Robert De Niro. Yeah, put him in the movie, but, know, but why, even, you won't see him in like a want- Marvel or. Or one of these big movies because they know you're thinking of him. You know what I'm saying? Like they probably, the director's like, I don't want to put him in this because he's too fucking big. Well, let's say a. uh, a, 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 But he was in the intern. Right, Q. But I'm saying like these smaller type of movies like that, they want him to be in it because he's a plus for them. They don't care if he's typecast. I'm not talking. I'm talking about. 
the intern was on a smaller movie, but they still cast him. Yeah, but it's a goofy comedy, wasn't it? Comedy. So it's a play it on. A, it's a play on. And half. No, no, no. And half the way is. I mean, she may not be a list, but she is a big star in Hollywood. No, I'm asking you. Was the she, movie a comedy? It was like a rom com. So. Right. That's what I'm saying. So he's playing against his type. So yeah, it's it's funny. To, that's why he plays these types of comedies because it's different than what you would normally put him in. I'm saying they would put him in those types of movies. But these bigger budget, real type movies, they probably, like I said, I think he's typecast. That's why they don't put him in those types of movies. Why he will always be a comedy like, kind of guy because it's different for him. I don't, I'm gonna I don't run through. Uh, I'm gonna run through Gene Hackman's last movies real quick. Just, just kind of give a give a balance here. So uh, he did the Replacements, which was a comedy. Uh, the Royal Tannenbaums, that was that was actually good. The Mexican, he was in that. Uh, heist, not the not the De Niro one. Um, Heartbreakers, uh, Behind Enemy Lines, Runaway Jury, and Welcome to Mooseport, which that was <sighs> awful. So, <sighs> yeah, that was that was terrible. He said, "You know what? <laughs> I'm I'm done." Now he could have, you know, he could still be, you know, taking roles or whatever, but he, you know, decided, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna let I'm gonna leave well enough alone and go gently into that. Into that good night. That's why I think, uh, you know, De Niro, Pacino uh, should probably join him as well. Yeah, unless they can find like these projects. I mean, look at Denzel in the same sense. Uh, On one hand, he has to only he has to make his own real movies kind of like like Fences is is Denzel. I've been wishing for great because he's a caliber actor. But we know that his real mainstream work, as I've complained, He's in an action buddy situation movies. That's sort of the lane for the majority of his movies they put him in. He'll have a flight every five or six years or fences, but his majority work is sort of almost against his type. Let's put him as an action star, right? And let's put him next to you know, Chris Pine or whoever. But he's, it, it, so I, maybe De Niro might kind of, well, let's put him in comedies because it's against type. But see, even De Niro, though, is not saying, well, let me do my real shit if I even have to do it myself. Let me go in that deep acting movie, you know, where I can really do my chops. And he doesn't seem to be. He just said, fuck it. I'm doing these comedies and straight to video joints. Come on. Well, I think I think according they should, to I am. Go ahead. I was going to say, I think people like De Niro and Pacino, they should they should go into the media roles that are, you find in independent films and. Like I you said, they don't need the movie, so so take reduce reduce your salary and do do something with some go out with some substance. Well, I don't know if they need the money. I know that uh, I saw that interview. That's what I'm saying they don't. Well, they I, don't. Said, I don't know that because I I would say that about Denzel, but he was just recently interviewed about his movies, and he said because I need to get, I get to pay these bills, <laughs> so I'm gonna be doing these movies. You just talking. I, well, I mean, I'm just telling you what he said. You can say why he said it, but so. All right, so I'll I'll run through Denzel's real quick. Denzel's last few movies: uh, American Gangster with uh, Russell Crowe, Taking the Pelham One Two Three with John Travolta, <laughs> uh, Unstoppable with Chris Pine, uh, The Book of Eli, uh, Safe House with uh, uh, Deadpool, <laughs> Deadpool. Uh, Flight, um, Two Guns with Mark Wahlberg. Uh, the Equalizer, Magnificent Seven, and Fences, and then next up is The Equalizer Two. 
Oh man, even loves it too. <laughs> Go and get your money. <laughs> He's like, shit, if, hey, if, if Keanu can do it, nigga. <laughs> oh, that reminds right. me. I did. Keanu's I, got I did see, John I Wick too coming out. Yeah, I'm gonna say I saw the off the hook too, boy. John Wick. Did, yeah, is there a trailer yet? Yeah, it's off the chain, man. It's, oh, a, second, it's a second trailer actually. God, when's that coming out? February, March. Yeah, I'm a big you know, I'm going there. I'm going there looking at that with a different oh, mindset. Oh Lord! <laughs> <laughs> Here you, please don't oh, bring see, your he, guns in the theater, Q. He holding that the wrong way. He's supposed to hold like that. Right. <laughs> he gonna have his shit on him and pull it out. See, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I tell, I would be like them Negroes busting the cap in the movie theater like Chris Rock was oh, talking. About. <laughs> I need to stop talking. Let me stop joking. <laughs> it's all on yeah, tape. You need to- <laughs> I tell you what, when I go to see Black Panther, you better believe. Whoa, it's all believe on what? tape. Believe what? You're gonna be strapped? Yeah, it's all on tape, you. Huh? <laughs> yeah, believe what? I you know, I might bring a crowbar or two. Why? It's a comic book movie. What do you need to do all that for? It's a, a, it's a Negro. It's a movie called The Black Panther. Right. You gonna yeah. just you gonna get the people up there talking about this is no place for those political views. Oh, Let man. it die with the 60s. You got some stupid people doing that stuff. Uh, well, I don't know. This is, Trump is sitting right there with the CEO. They should they, they go on there and see it. You trying to get at me? I'm just stating facts. I see, I see you. <laughs> Shoot, they like well, my My interest in, uh, in John Wick 2 is just diminished. Why? Why? The bad guy is common. common. Hey man, why you don't like Common? I know Common is not a good actor. I'm sorry, he's just not a good actor. I love him as a musician. He's not. I don't know. I don't know anything he's ever done as a musician, and he's not a good actor. You don't know anything he's done as a musician? Is that what you said? That's what I just said. Like water for (laughs) chocolate, man. Go check that out, man. Like water for chocolate. Wasn't that a movie? Yeah. What's it? Water for chocolate. Check that out. Check out B. Yeah. Be what? Man, yeah. Common's one of the smartest rappers in the game today. I'm not yeah. saying he's yeah. not. I'm saying I heard his stuff. I know. Well, you say that all proud and shit. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm Rose Common's dope, man. I, I, I've only seen him supporting role stuff. I, I'm i not saying he's like the best actor. I don't think he's the worst actor or something like that. Like, like I wouldn't want to see the movie or something. He was in, uh, he was in, um, he was the bad guy in, in um, the Ed Harris, uh, uh, Liam Neeson movie. I can't remember the name of it. Taken um, two? <laughs> no, it wasn't Taken. It wasn't Taken, but it was like Taken. It was uh, a walk, a walk among the tombstones. Oh, I like he that was, movie. he was the bag. He was. I, mean, it was I don't movie, remember him. But he was, he was. He was. Yeah, he was. He was the bad guy in that. Oh wow! Now he was a bad yeah. guy in, uh, and I loved his character in that. Uh, it wasn't a big role. It was the one with Keanu Reeves. Uh, shoot, John Wick, Street King, Street Kings. Okay, he, he was a ruthless character in that movie, just the way he came across. And I liked him in that other movie when he but was also, playing with Alicia Keys. Uh, Smoking Aces. Oh, that, Smoking that Aces. Was, that was fun. Yeah, Smoking Aces. Yeah, yeah. I also see Ruby Rose is in this too, so maybe my interest has peaked a little bit. Well, I just we'll, we'll hey, Keanu Reeves is in it, and he's gun busting to the next level. I'm all there. If, if it's half as good oh, as no, the I'll, first one, shoot, can't wait, can't wait. Yeah, I got to do a whole you know, my, thing. My, of anticipated 
2017 movies. But go ahead. You know, my, my, my favorite line in that and then John Wick is when he goes, what did you do? You, we we killed his dog. And the guy goes, oh. <laughs> like, he just says, oh. My was, was, line Ka- in that movie. was Common in Suicide Squad? Yeah. Yeah, he, he was, was the one that he was sitting in a club with Joker, right? Right. That's right. That's I don't right. want no problem. Right. I don't want no problem. <laughs> that's your. Girl. I don't want no problems. That's your girl. Oh, oh, that's your. I know too much about the movie. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, it just every time I every time I see him, I, I it's like I see him. I, it's like he's trying to be tough. He, he he's not, not. He doesn't come across as tough. He he. I, I see him acting. Did you see him in Barbershop 3? Yeah. I've been trying to be tougher now. Well, uh, yeah. Well, I thought you said every time you see him, try to be tough. Okay. (laughs) Actually, there's another movie he stars in. I think it was a BET movie, but it was actually kind of good. He was like, he had a young boy (laughs) that was with him. You know, it came out a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. I, I thought that was an okay movie, actually. He kind of seemed like he was a good guy, but he was really kind of doing bad shit. And he had the little boy go with him for the day or something like that. Anyway. Anyway, shout I out. Just, I, just, I, I just think he should stick to rapping. All right. All right. I wish he was... He, he has changed his views because his old... Like, when Water for Chocolate, and he was really going at... You know, a lot of stuff we're talking gays. I'm mean, not going at gays, but calling cats faggots. And, you know, we ain't with all that gay shit. But I know, it's, I know he don't rap like that no more. Because <laughs> he's he on another level with it now. Getting his money, so I ain't mad. Was it, was it Love? L-U-V? Say it again? Is that the movie you're talking about? Was it Love? I think that's what it was, yeah. Yeah. Well, all right, gentlemen. I think we've extinguished everything we can talk about without getting too dry and tired. Uh, though, how can you find us online? Well, Q-Storm, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at um, Q-Storm3476 on Twitter, Michael Jones on Facebook. You can go to RedShirts1701 on Twitter for the RedShirts Twitter page. You can find me on uh, Q-Storm Media Group on Facebook, and you can find me at The Red Shirts, a Star Trek podcast on Facebook. All right. Big, sexy, and sack. Well, I'm simple. I can be found on Facebook under Mark Wiggins and Twitter under Big, sexy, and sack. So you're not going to shout out Red Shirts either? You one of us. You just did. But you're supposed to shout out to support. Damn. You want you to stand in line. Yeah, you supposed to. I'm a red shirt too. Come, you ain't claiming crib. You ain't claiming blood crib. What set you claim? Let me claim my set then. I too. Do I have an email address at red shirts? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you do, sir. Red shirts podcast at gmail.com. There it is. Red shirts podcast at gmail.com. All right. See how they do it, man. That's why we can't be great. Speak for yourself. See, I would pull, I would pull a cue, but I don't. I, I, I understand. How come you didn't shout Holy out podcast juice cues? Let's see. I shot it out by being hey, on this show for five hours. Hey. <laughs> All right, Sean here. Where can they find you, sir? 
All right. Uh, you can currently find me. Uh, well, you can find the site, not me, but I will be back. I'm um, getting some content up very soon at uh, hillstreetviews.blogspot.com. Uh, the last review uh, up is uh, Birth of a Nation, so that'll tell you how long since I've been on there, but I will be back. I'm also uh, on Facebook as Sean Hill and Real Movie Talk. All right. Please check us out here at Podcast Juice on Twitter and just podcastjuice.net, the website. Uh, man, oh, uh, check us out on YouTube. I started putting up some videos of the show, so we'll, we'll keep that going. I uh, recorded my first gameplay video the other day. It came out really good, so I'm definitely going to mess around with that and cause some ruckus. Talk What's a shit. gameplay video? Uh, basically, me playing a game, talking along with it. A know. video game? Yeah, uh, Titan 2. Oh, I gotta see. I know, gotta see I'm this. Show y'all, <laughs> let me show y'all some skills. Let me show you how I get. Now, if I had some guns like Oh, you, some skills now. <laughs> let me show you how my tactics would get, you know, my tactical abilities. You know, I put, I, I can, you know, I, I put in a little work now. I, I got some stick time in, so I'll be showing <laughs> off some, some gameplay here. Get into it. Uh, but anyway, please uh, enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you for listening. Uh, we've got a lot of new listeners this last month or so, so thank you for, for joining on. And again, as Q said, please check out the red shirts. Shout out to the Full Circle Podcast, Daryl and Carmen. Uh, they're doing good stuff. And also shout out and check out uh, Q's Q World Order. Uh, hopefully he'll be coming with us an episode uh, once a week. I'm going to put that on him. Um, you know? oh, no, come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> My man was talking about he had technical difficulties. I'm like, nigga, it's a one camera and you standing in front of it. What else is that or shit? Wow. I'm going I'm four shows now. <laughs> but uh, we, we'll be watching. You keep pumping it out. We'll be watching. Hey, work it like a job. We'll see you next time. Peace. <laughs>